0: Welcome to the Avengers podcast where we assemble weekly to binge the MCU and all things nerd old and new you can follow us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter at Avengers podcast that is one word ladies and gentlemen A B I N G E R S podcast give us a like a comment and let us know what you think of the show but hey I'm just one of your seven hosts today we're gonna go down the line Amanda how are you doing?
1: I am doing well. I'm ready for the apocalypse, I guess.
0: Oh, man. Nice. (laughs) Whitney, how are you doing?
2: I'm great. I hate mushrooms and I love Pedro Pascal.
3: Oh, (laughs) nice. Uh, John, what's up, man? Uh, What's going on, guys? I am clicking cordycepsinal today.
0: Oh, that sounds interesting. Okay.
3: (laughs) Annabelle,
4: (laughs) how are you? I'm good. I'm ready. To talk
0: some Team Daddy Joel. Oh, man. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: I heard a yeah in there, and I think that was our other co-host, Emmy. Our, you've been on the show before, Emmy. Have not you not?
5: I uh, Yeah, a few times.
0: All right. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today?
5: Uh, I'm feeling like a fun guy.
6: Ah, see what you did there. <laughs> Guys,
0: yeah. it's the last of us with friends, or among the last of us. We'll figure out what we're naming it. But we can't do this without a proper host keith how are you doing sir
7: i'm doing good and people are making apocalypse jokes like there's no tomorrow <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit
0: <laughs> keith take it Stolen away my friend from the show oh that's good um
7: <laughs> Hi guys. I wanted to host this uh Among Us with friends uh Among Us with friends All right, I'm fired already. Last <laughs> of Us with friends <laughs> panel show. Uh because I know that we get talking about uh this show a lot in the Discord, but I thought it would be a little more fun to do it on video too and I think uh the Avengers agree uh very wholeheartedly. So, we've got some big Last of Us fans. Um I wanted to first throw it over to Emmy for the Rotten Tomatoes scores before we get All right. started.
5: You know, I'm going to make you guys guess. What is the critic score? Just throw out a number
0: 90.
2: 95. 96. 97. And my guess was going to be lower than that. Oh,
0: Whitney hates I the show confirmed. The Whitney hates the No, it I don't
2: trust Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> That's the problem. I was going to go with mm. 87. All right. Amanda
5: got it dead on. Critics gave it a 96%. Nice. nice. (laughs) Audiences were closer to Whitney. Um, They gave it an 89%. IMDb an 8.8 and 91% of Google users like this show. Um, It is better in my opinion than cocaine bear
3: oh
0: wow so we
6: <laughs> this right,
0: the this Emmy is scale. happening this I is happening about that. yeah
6: this
7: is a thing now okay so better than cocaine bear that's huge keith yeah. i mean it's an important grading system i'm really glad you're sticking with it right. <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh, i understand a couple of us uh on the panel have a, a little bit of familiarity with the game um i would only know when i would look up oh i heard that they did this uh, accurate as accurate as possible to the game and then find out the list of things that they did or you'd see what's on twitter at the time so who is it that is familiar with the game uh already before seeing the show i have bit, a Wii.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah the last of us Wii edition is a big one i, mean, I forgot about that Favorite.
3: you can insert <laughs> yes, I mean, your me into in it I think, yeah exactly
0: right? yeah do do
3: do 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 <laughs> it's, the, it's, the music nice. it's a lot more morbid sounding in the last of us though <laughs>
4: yeah. you have to actually do, fight do, the do, do, do. Do, infected. Do, do, do. Mm,
3: yes.
4: <laughs> so,
7: so who was it that was familiar with the game beforehand that'd be myself john and and well, how me. much have you had played at annabelle
4: very how little much have you guys
7: played? very little i think you said 15 percent of the game probably was completed. <laughs> fair enough and i think what was it capped out at episode two you're like i have no clue what's going to happen next I
4: mean, yep and then my husband has played it fully, so I got a little bit of knowledge from him as we were watching it. He would tell me the differences, but Fair. very little.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and John, how much experience did you have? You said a little bit
4: as uh,
3: well. But... I was leaving Boston at the point where I stopped playing, so wherever that is in the game.
7: Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, now, I assume that everyone who's talking loves the show. Is there a particular episode that or moment that everyone found uh, they knew that they were watching something different, watching something special or even whether it be just a single scene or or a whole episode that just turned your, (laughs) turned you entirely on on board. Yeah. Brandon. I, it's funny.
0: The first few episodes hooked a lot of people to me. It was, it was like six, seven, eight, nine. It was that, that ending part. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. Episode three, one of the best things I've ever seen cinema or TV show, by the way. Um, I think that's when I was like, this is really special. I mean, this is just a backstory. Wow. Um, but really watching Ellie and Joel's relationship kind of start culminating and feeling so genuine and raw. And, um, and also Ellie's backstory and Ellie, uh, I don't. I just can't say enough good things. The way the show ended, um, I I knew it was special, but I think it was next level for me at that point. It, it's honestly why we're doing this podcast, was that finale, um, and what led into that finale. And uh, you can't ask for a better ending. I know we'll probably go more in detail uh, at the appropriate time, but I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's not many shows that you feel connected to two characters that feel so real and honest and... Um, and it's not forced, and I don't know, when you expect to be let down by a show so much, with all the things we've been watching, maybe it's the Marvel Syndrome, when you're not let down, it's fucking nice. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, yeah,
7: (laughs) Absolutely. And I was thinking the same thing with the Dungeons and Dragons movie we were reviewing uh, last week about you don't have a lot of movies to compare it to, like, you watch anything Marvel, you've got, like, what, 30 plus movies to compare it to, whereas this is, like, fresh, fresh stuff, fresh
5: content. Um, Emmy. I didn't start watching it until after episode three, and that kind of blew up on Twitter. And I was like, okay, so I've got to watch it to figure out what everybody's talking about. And then I watched those three episodes probably in one or two nights and was hooked from there. Episode three, like Brandon said, was phenomenal. Um, And then episode five again. And then whichever episode they're in the mall, that was another one that was a standout for me. Kind of like those side quest type stuff like episodes were my favorites which really yeah. says something whenever i'm not like okay get back to it okay get back to it yeah like it was like the the side things were what i really cared about um so yeah that's where i i started right before episode four came out
7: fair yeah you're right about the, like the filler episodes you see a season of anything else and you can tell that something's been written kind of quickly or like not with a whole lot of uh you know interest so it's like it's nice to see that those are the episodes that stand out for you that's and fun,
0: awesome. fun fact about that mall episode it was dlc in the game so you said side mm-hmm. quest very good point emmy
7: yeah, that's awesome too whitney what you what what turned your uh it made you go wow when you're watching
5: hold on i have a oh. question real quick i'm sorry it was what in the, the dlc what was it dlc's oh, nuts why did you keith I knew, I knew <laughs> keith <laughs> Sure. Keith, I'm, you I am
7: still new. Keith, I, I
5: new swear.
7: Again. If she, if anything
0: rhymes with D, or if it is D, don't repeat yeah. it. Just don't. Just yeah. don't.
5: Yeah. Just, can right. I go off on a tangent yeah. real quick? No, no. At least we okay. got out of it early. <laughs> I mean, um, no. You, I you used your so your excited, nuts man. card. Yep. Here we go. We're going to scratch
0: DLC's that DLC's nuts, right, Emmy?
5: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I, I was talking to a student today and he was like, Yeah, I've got all D's, and I it took everything <laughs> in my power.
7: <laughs> Way to show restraint, Crowdy.
5: Because I, <laughs> I could have gotten him so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, when- DLC is downloadable content, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I, know. I did have <laughs> a genuine question.
4: When you said that, I got so excited because I was like, Oh, I've learned this recently. I can explain it. I know. <laughs> then you got me. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry, Whitney. I stepped on you. <laughs> no, that's all right.
2: Any, anything for a nuts joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was hooked. Well, I don't know that I was hooked. I really enjoyed the first few episodes. I was enjoying them. Um, I was really just excited to have something really good to watch again because um, I felt kind of in a slump. But I would say episode three, of course, was so different than anything I'd seen because, you know, it was important to have that kind of relationship, you know, becoming normalized on TV Mm. in my opinion. And, but what, it it was just so it was such a normal relationship and that's what most relationships are. It's growing a garden together and arguing about painting the house and things like that. And that really made me happy to see. Um, But I would say the later episode, and I can't remember the number, but after Ellie escaped from creepy cult leader what what was his name i'm blanking um
5: i don't know his name but but, i I know exactly what you're talking about
2: her acting in that episode made me feel like existential dread like when she escaped from him and she you could hear the terror like her Mm -hmm. shaking voice and when joel finds her outside i'm not like a mushy person per se but -hmm. when he grabs her and holds her and says it's okay baby girl i got you it gives me chills every time no matter how many Mm -hmm. times i watch it and i would say that that's what hooked me big time and i was so excited to see where it went from there yeah
7: yeah and the the character name you're talking about the the creepy guy who kind of runs that uh community is named david Um, David, uh very very biblical name as well which is interesting right um yeah creepy yeah, he, he and I've seen him in like one other I think he was in El Camino with uh, Like the Breaking Bad sequels uh, movie And it's the only thing I'd seen that guy And I was like already he's getting like an awesome Creepy role to play
2: And um, he had mentioned that he was a teacher Before yeah. the end of the world Which kind of made it a little bit worse In my opinion
7: oh, yeah. <laughs> so. A little home hitting, yeah, fair mm-hmm.
4: enough <laughs> Annabelle So um, This was a show that I was like excited for but i wasn't like super into it so i wasn't like oh yeah let's watch the last of us so the day it came out my husband he was like giddy all fucking day Eight fifty, <laughs> he was in that living room turn on hbo max we gotta 10 minutes till it comes on we gotta watch it i was like okay <laughs> and i was in the middle of doing schoolwork so i was like okay well i'll just continue working while we're watching this no big deal 5 minutes into it, my I'm glued to the screen. Yeah. Glued. Like can't stop watching it. And this is one of those rare shows that just gets better and better with each episode. And mm-hmm. it doesn't I to me it felt like there wasn't like a middle episode that was like a filler. It was yeah. just more story and just better and better. And then like with Whitney with what Whitney said, that whole creepy pastor air quote thing um mm-hmm. her performance was just amazing and yes. after i watched that scene i looked over to my husband and i was like was he about to do what i think he was about to do and he was like yeah and uh, it's just wow it was wow like they didn't have to go too far into it to show us what was going to happen yeah and Her trauma with that, and then her connection with Joel just getting better and better throughout the show. I just love it. I love it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. It's so good.
7: Yeah. I remember that being a palpable ending to that episode. It was, that was awesome.
5: Yeah. 100%. That was one of the episodes that I went back and rewatched. I also, for
0: for that, I also love the fact that Ellie killed him the whole time i was like oh please yeah. i, I yes. don't do this don't do this and when ellie is just in the middle of a rage kills him takes care and then Joel's. you know i yeah. i get chills just talking about it I, I that was stunning in all the best ways i fucking yeah. loved the ending of that episode
7: yeah. And you get very protective of Ellie, uh, as a fan of the show too. You, mm-hmm. you, you're like, thank God it didn't get any farther type of thing because we need yes. to protect this girl. And <laughs> like she's also yeah. such
0: a badass. She's able yeah. to just kick ass and True. defend herself too, which is like, you just want her to win. You want her to get that, you know, and Oh, you're being a, a fucking creepy bastard. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let's, you know, and Ellie handles herself yeah. That's that's a such. They're both strong characters, and that's yeah. what I love about it. They help each other out. They've helped each other out when they need it, but they also can stand on their own feet just fine as well. And uh, that's refreshing. It doesn't feel like yeah. without you, I can't. I think they could. They'd just be a little bit more bitter and upset, yeah, because of yeah.
2: it. Well, it's well like said. what you said, Brandon. Like she can take care yeah. of herself, and you really saw that when when he had incarcerated her, and she was trying to like. Oh, it's okay. I'm coming around. And then she broke his fingers. And she's Mm -hmm. like, You go tell them that this girl broke your fingers. And I was like, Hopping off my couch, like, Yes, you did. (laughs) You tell him what he did. You know, she can, you know, she needs Joel and he needs her, but they can also hold their own.
7: Yeah. Well said. John, how, what was it for you? So everyone else has mentioned an episode,
3: but I actually, having played a little bit of the game and knowing some of the story, I was really interested before the show even came out. And then when they announced Gabriel Luna and Pedro Pascal's being two of the main characters, I was more than sold. I haven't seen anything that either of those two have done that I haven't liked. And when a cast as strong as those two is listed, it's almost impossible not to have a pretty solid interest from the get go. But then the rollout from the first episode just, just, how can you not be hooked? Like, legit, how can you not be hooked? And the sadness of the first episode is really, it's so hard. I mean, I, I don't know yeah. how many other people besides myself here have kids, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I was sold from the get go. There wasn't, there was no stopping me once I even heard about the
7: show. Fair. And uh, I, I know you didn't put up your Zoom hand, Amanda, but I will ask you, what was your wow moment? What got you seeing that this show was different or or better than most?
4: Yeah, I think
1: I'm kind of just kind of going to pull from a few things from what everybody else has said, but episode three was really, really good. Um, And I like character-driven stories a lot. Um, I just tend to enjoy the way that those things are told a little bit more than some other things, but... I really just liked that it was such a um, just such a different episode and it was with two completely different people than we're used to seeing, but it was still so captivating and interesting and you just wanted to know, you know, what was going to happen, but you could still kind of tell like this is not going to end well for these two people. Um, And then I also really liked the mall episode. Again, I forget what episode number that was, but it was really nice to see just that period of time um, with Ellie and Riley and getting to know both of them a little bit more. And I think it was kind of like, I just love the way that it was shot. And I think we can probably all maybe identify with that a little bit, just like having fun, I think in, in an abandoned mall like that. I think all oh. of us have maybe thought about Hell something yeah. like that or just like, you know, hanging out in a place that you're not supposed to be. Lights are kind of dark and all that sort of thing. Um, and again, it was another one of those where you're like really rooting for these two, but you know, from the beginning that it's just not going to end well and it's so upsetting when it does
7: yeah you're just waiting for it to find out like how bad does it happen you know mm, this yeah this departure this break with these two characters and then it's like oh oh god it was
1: that bad <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: Yeah. <laughs> all but then you keep to, wanting to oh, watch
1: it no, you're yeah doing...
7: exactly exactly it, it's 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 one of those shows that like and it's true of any anything that tackles zombies or, or, or infection spreading kind of post apocalyptic movies, like <laughs> sadness is absolutely going to be a factor. <laughs> so, but to enge- be that engaging and make you keep wanting to watch and show you hope as well is so important. I'll leave that uh, open discussion for a moment. You guys all gave great answers. And I just wondered if anybody wanted to add to something they heard someone else say, or, or, or anything like that.
0: If you haven't done that on an escalator, what are you doing with your life? <laughs>
7: the running on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> You're talking about. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, you've had to do that, right? Okay, just making sure.
5: Hundred percent. Yeah, Emmy. Um, can we talk about the casting of Nick Offerman just for oh, yes. a second? Because yes. that was fantastic casting. He did. I mean, he was born to play the Doomsday Prepper. The mm-hmm. guy in the basement that nobody can find, like I feel like that part was made for him, and the fact that they actually cast him, kudos, it's fantastic.
7: I heard his wife had because he was very busy at the time of shooting, but then he heard it was one episode. His wife actually like convinced him to do it and pushed him after reading the script. So I thought that was pretty cool to hear. I'm very glad that he's married to Megan Mullally. And I was gonna say,
5: <laughs> who is yeah, who is actually Karen from Will and Grace and. Mm-hmm. What do they call her in in Parks and Rec? Oh, Tammy Two. Tammy Two, yes. I was like, I know it was a a second.
0: When he showed up in the with the braids in Parks and Rec, I lost it. I was like, okay. And like the like barely any mustache. Like
7: torn off mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Tammy Two's in town. (laughs) Um,
2: There was like um, some crossover between his Parks and Rec character and Frank. Mm -hmm. And Wait, he's Frank, right?
0: No, he's, he's Bill. Bill. Yeah, he's, no, he's
2: Bill. Okay. And like the whole, like, he can build anything and he's he's a, like a handyman and then in parks and rec he goes to home depot and he's like i know more than you <laughs> <laughs> yes. i think, I think I... Isn't he like that in real life like is it he doesn't he's he be very do handyman and- yep. yeah yeah he had a reality
5: tv show with um amy poehler yeah with amy poehler yeah that was i forget what it was actually called but they would like make stuff i can't remember it's like I a think it, maybe it was making it kind of
7: Yes. Yes. Making yeah. B- it. Baking it came out as a sequel with the uh, Andy Samberg and Maya Rudolph, and they were doing Making It before that. Yeah.
5: oh Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's it, it was really cool. Um, I really like the episode. I'm sorry, this is tangent, but that's okay. Uh, the episode where he goes to the park and the person's like, <laughs> "You have to have a permit to do that." you just hands him a piece of paper that says, "I can do what I want." <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs> it's so cool to see a, a beloved uh, comedic actor Do drama and do it so well Like that entire episode was blew my mind And it, it changed my That was my wow moment, that episode And seeing mm-hmm. how it normalized the relationship. It also felt very realistic, the love and the decisions that they made with each other, especially after finding that Frank has like a kind of a terminal diagnosis in the end. And you you see what they choose to do with their last day and how difficult it is for them both and how natural it is for Bill to just say, you know what, I'm coming with you type of thing. It was
5: pretty crazy. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, yeah I mean, so also... go ahead. I'm sorry. They also like spoke with older people in the gay community to kind of get a sense for how to write the characters, which I thought was just a, an absolutely lovely point. I love that. Since neither of the actors are actually in the LGBTQIA community, that they did want that input and they wanted that approval.
0: Well, after yeah. After kissing each other, they're definitely like can't go back now i know yeah, if i i know real. if i ki- uh, kiss offerman it's it's done i'm not going back <laughs> well,
7: after he plays such a beautiful b- ballad on the piano man. yeah oh gosh yeah yeah,
3: yeah no i, mean, I can't I, resist the mustache tickles yeah no <laughs> no we would just
0: literally connect mustaches and just Hey,
5: I like docking. Later. That Gross. was our that was
0: our mustache hairs intertwining <laughs> with one another. Um You mustache guys, can't, docking? Yeah, you can't you can't see the visual I made, but um, I'm sure that you could take it other ways. But I was meaning mustache in the uh, in the the tickling sense um anyway if we're gonna move on Keith help me get out of here thank you
7: oh yeah no problem um <laughs> the did anyone else have anything to say about that episode or or an episode that stood out for them as the best one in your opinion I know it's hard to this is a very consistent ep- or series for for how good each episode is and it does feel like a crescendo for for some people I know um but yeah what what uh, John what what was your 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 thoughts
3: uh, in regards to the best episode, my favorite for sure was the last episode. Seeing mm-hmm. the resolve in Joel's basically entire being to give potentially everything he has left in his life to save her mm-hmm. was yeah. was just astounding to watch. Like, he stopped caring about anybody but her. You could see mm-hmm. that the rest of life basically stopped for him when he found out that she almost basically accidentally gave her life for a cause that she believed in, but didn't believe in the way they were trying to put it for her. Mm-hmm. So when he just basically went on a John Wick style <laughs>
7: rampage, I was,
3: um, <laughs> I was all in with him and I completely and utterly support his decision to do so.
7: And that'll be a question for later. I'm going to save for the end, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's a really good point, And it raises a morality question I have for later. Um Annabelle, what, what was yours?
4: Um, pretty much, I'm going to say the exact same thing as John. Um, that last episode, like honestly, the question, the best episode in the season is almost impossible to answer because mm-hmm. they're all amazing fucking episodes. How can you pick just one? But that last one was really like seeing the look on Joel's face when he's realizing what's happening like he's essentially losing his daughter all over again mm-hmm. and it's just like seeing him not even accept that he's just like fuck this <laughs> goes on a John Wick rampage through the hospital
7: <laughs> your new favorite series of movies right if i if i remember oh. the very vendetta
4: episode oh it's yeah. so good they're yeah. such good movies <laughs> <laughs> Um, And then the very end of it, seeing Ellie's face and then her asking him that question. And we all know that she knows, but she's just hoping for something. She's just hoping that he for a different outcome than what she knows. It's just I've never been more excited for a second season in my entire life. Yeah.
7: And I know I know some people are scared about a second season knowing what they know about the games. I've, I've talked to the, my one coworker who's familiar with both games and she's like, oh, I don't know. People are going to really hate this if they follow it exactly. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything. I just want to let the creators do what they're going to do. Uh, yep. Brandon, what did you think?
0: I'm actually going to choose something that no one's said before. Uh, the finale was my favorite episode. Um <laughs> I- Um, no, uh, fun fact. Yeah. Fun fact. After the, uh, the finale, that's actually, I think where the first game ends. And so it's really kind of perfect that it ends there as well. Um, no, the finale, what I love about the finale is the discussion after the fact. Um, partially why you're hearing the show right now is I was on discord talking with these amazing people and just, they the, the the debate was it the right thing to do was it was it or was it not to me that's what i love is when there's a genuine honest discussion and and annabelle may disagree with me she's not wrong <laughs> i'm not wrong we have we have opinions and that i love the discussion captain america civil war remains top tier marvel for me because of the discussion it always brings and yep. um this episode of the last of us I think it brings, the finale of The Last of Us, it brings a, a discussion to the table that I I think is the best part. And it, as as fans of this, that's what I want. I want to talk about this. I want to bring this up. I want to enjoy this with my friends, both near and far. And um, that's what I, I, I absolutely loved it because yeah, he did have the, the anger and you're not taking my daughter, I completely understand. Did she get a choice? Too, you know, and did she get to ask? Did she get to find out? Was the lie worth it? I don't know. Um, but that's what I love about this fucking show. And, um, mm. and uh, there's a lot more to answer because you know Ellie knows, <laughs> you know, it. Um, maybe not the full story, but she knows enough where, okay, is now what? And, uh, that's it's it's a fucking beautiful show, man. Finale. All and day.
7: the, Everything about the the uh, the fact that anybody could question or have a debate really sells the fact that watching a tragic hero or a a anti-hero uh is more interesting 100 percent in our day and age. Like my my we I my, me and my wife just finished our, our watch through of Breaking Bad, and I'd seen it a few times before, but we watched it together, we got to the end, and she couldn't help but root for Walt. Because even though he gets worse and worse and worse, and he's just a terrible person by the end an anti-hero is more interesting to watch and it's making causes all sorts of drama. It's absolutely a
5: good question. Good point.
7: Emmy, what was the episode for you or the moment?
5: I, I'm, I am actually going to be different than everybody else, because I think (laughs) that episode five, the one with the, Oh, and I can't remember names, the brothers, After they leave the safe city. Oh, yeah. Henry and Sam. (gasps) Henry and Sam. Oh, my
4: gosh. That
5: episode was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. I I really like at the end, whenever she puts the board on the grave. Did we say spoiler alert? (laughs)
4: Nope. <laughs> oh, we did forget that, we're that.
5: Whoopsie we
0: we're gonna um, edit that after the fact
5: yeah <laughs> um but yeah where she says i'm sorry i just that the last like i think it's like two minutes of that episode i was yeah. just in tears and like what? what 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 um that episode really really did a number on me it
7: took me a second to understand too that uh, is it Sam that's the the, the younger yes. brother the mm-hmm. with, yeah so the fact that he faced away from Ellie they were, they were sharing that room am, am I stepping on Whitney's point okay Whitney throw it to you no <laughs> you, you're you're you not can not stepping
2: say that on it. you go right ahead I think I, we in the same wavelength
7: yeah. It broke my heart to see that mm-hmm. that was the reason the kid was facing away from Ellie is because he knew he wouldn't hear her or no. And it's so she would have to come around before he could attack her. So in the, even the hypothesis that that he might've known that that was uh, the case is, is really awesome and really good story writing.
6: But um, that
5: I learned that on the Vandera, Vandaria, Van there no, Vendetta podcast that so you know that the uh the fungus heals and so because he was still turned around and didn't hear her, he was still in there. He wasn't completely gone and taken over by the fungus. Oh that's right, yeah.
7: is that like
5: because he asked the question inferred? like well?
4: I think so. I don't know, I don't know if it's confirmed. No, okay. Confirmed. I, I, I'm not I, I wouldn't Confirmed know. I by Variant that. Vendetta. <laughs> that yeah. was a point that Matt made. Yeah, because um, <laughs> yeah, he asks Ellie before he mm-hmm. gets all sick, like, are you still you inside? And then when she says his name the next morning, he turns around and looks at her, right?
5: No, he doesn't turn around. He doesn't
4: turn around
5: meaning he's right. still deaf The the virus hasn't taken right. over yeah. his whole body and like healed him yet because there was a woman who was in yes. a wheelchair in the first right. episode and then she was taken over by the the fungus and she wasn't in a wheelchair anymore was that your yeah. point john i know i saw your hand up is
7: that, <laughs> is that all
5: you wanted to say <laughs> episode one proved that the healing was the thing
2: okay yeah
7: damn.
3: Yeah.
2: And I was going to say like all those points. Yes. Um, And I, you know, they have a podcast. HBO has an official podcast that they would release after each episode and the showrunners would talk about, you know, the episode and somebody may correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they, they talked about the fact that there's still a little bit of you inside as you're becoming infected. And so I think that's why, like you all said, he maybe faced away even though he was a little boy maybe he knew enough and he did ask do you think there's still us in there Mm -hmm. and to me I understood that kind of to mean there was a little of him left and hopefully he was not going to be spurred on by seeing her and attack her at least that's how I you know choose to believe anyway because that you know he was such a good little boy he didn't want to hurt her because that was his friend. You know, they they mm-hmm. they formed a little friendship the small time they knew each other. Um, yeah. And the uh, the only other thing I was going to say about that episode because that is a fantastic episode. Um, after the brother realized what he had done because he he felt he had to kill his his little brother, and he turned the gun on himself. And this is again Ellie. You know the the scream that she lets out is so like in her gut and it sounds like something you would hear in real life. Like it's not this forced. I mean, just the acting um, yeah. again is fantastic. And I felt it when she screamed, if that makes sense. Like you don't see a lot of acting that makes you feel something Yeah. every time, especially in this kind of devastating setting.
5: And that was also the episode where we had the infected coming up out of the ground. Like it was just a really, uh, Heart racing episode the whole time. Like they had to escape from that. They had that woman after them.
7: Yep. Mm-hmm.
5: They. I mean, it was just a lot going on in that episode, and I, that was the first time we saw. I think they're called bloaters. The bloater. Oh, yeah.
7: Yes.
5: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, me when I eat too much Taco Bell.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And John, then floaters ask? is what I leave after. Oh <laughs> no. no, no.
6: Uh, you you asked to be on the show guys so there you go
7: (laughs) (laughs) um john did you have a point to whitney's point or did you want to because i'm gonna ask amanda her favorite episode as well
3: yeah it's it it just (laughs) dawned on me how much ellie has suffered so much traumatic loss like it, she lost the, the little kid, she lost her girlfriend, she lost her mother before she was even able to know who she was. It's just astounding, like the amount of effort that the show puts into show trauma mm-hmm. when it's something that doesn't seem to get enough focus in the real world now. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just gotta express my appreciation for how much effort they put into showing how much trauma can affect a person and how much it really can be a factor in someone's life even at what 14 years old or however young she was and it just i I have to give kudos to the showrunners for that because it it takes a lot of a lot of balls to really be willing to put a kid through the ringer even on television especially in the the current state of this country and in the world really
7: it's almost like an acting uh 101 like the perfect uh lessons the perfect school for you to go through is a you've got P- Pedro pascal as your as a mentor almost every scene and a friend through every scene and then also we're gonna put you through every most terrifying terrible and uh, possible possible thing that could happen to a person uh act your way out of this one type of thing it's it's a gauntlet so yeah, bella ramsey holy shit mm-hmm. yeah um wait did you have a uh, response to what John was
1: saying? I, saw your hand I, I
2: like what John said, because I know this is an extreme situation where everybody is experiencing trauma all the time. And so every response they have to it, but you know, it is a good reflection of the real world where a lot of us function because of our traumas and we do certain things because of what we've been through, but you can see it start to creep in like Of course, with Ellie, but also with Joel in that episode, because like Emmy said, it was so high intensity. And when you're watching her weaving in and out of all of Mm -hmm. these infected, and his eyes are on her only, and you can see that his concern is with her. And it's starting to go from this is cargo that I need to protect to I need to save this little girl's life. And I think that can be directly connected to his trauma from losing his little girl. And all that he's had to live through. And by that last episode, when he is storming through the hospital, there is no emotion in his eyes. Like he is completely dead eyed. And because that's the only thing he has on his mind. Right. Mm-hmm. To to stop from experience, to, to keep from experiencing the same trauma he'd already been through by losing yeah. one daughter and getting ready to lose another. So I think that's an excellent point, John.
7: Hell yeah. Great points across yeah, the board. Yeah. Amanda, what was your favorite episode of the season? No,
1: so I think it is probably the penultimate episode, which that is the one where Ellie escapes from creepy David. Yes.
7: Yes. It okay.
1: is. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that was just so the whole time. It was just such a just stressful situation. And Bella Ramsey's acting is just insane. Like it's so good. It just seemed like it was getting better every episode and it was just like unbelievable how it could get, just keep getting better. Um, but you kind of got to see her like figuring out, you know, she was trying to outsmart him and she was self-preservation was kicking in for her, which is interesting because you also kind of saw in other episodes where she still needs Joel's help for a lot of things. Like she doesn't exactly mm-hmm. know how to navigate the situation or she's just very um, things will come up where She's just like, oh, I don't know what to do that kind of thing. But now she's sort of learning how to yeah. weasel her way out of situations like that. Um, yeah. And like the last scene where she's just going out on him and murdering the shit out of him, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was just <laughs> like Whitney was saying earlier, she was jumping out of her chair with the, you know, tell him it yeah. was me who broke your fucking finger. But <laughs> the, like that part, like I was so glad for her to be, Killing that man, but you're also like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" She's just like really killing this guy. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. lots of emotions Brutal. everywhere, and this show is really good at doing that sort of thing.
7: Yeah, it's nice to see that 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 uh, HBO, especially, is one of those uh, networks that really does not handle the audience with kid gloves they say you know you're you're gonna experience some shit (laughs) and uh both uh bella ramsey and pedro pascal being actors that died so horribly on game of thrones and then they get to be (laughs) the killers in (laughs) this one and it's kind of it's kind of like a nice sweet revenge in that way um spoilers
4: keith damn oh
7: um i mean they're not in the show (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're not in it
4: i know about
6: pedro
5: but i didn't they're know not, about bella yet they're not in the show <laughs> hey if it makes they you feel any better in. they're already been in the show annabelle i don't remember i don't remember what he's talking about either I watch talking, the show. i'll I
4: forget talk- by the time i get to that point nice anyway. about nice
7: Talking about that Sherlock. So TV now we have to, or, or, or to now we have to, much.
0: now we have to say Game of Thrones spoilers. <laughs> and last of spoiler. All right, just That's I'm right, keeping, I'm keeping a tally. I'm keeping a tally of everything we need to announce before we. Okay, cool.
7: All right.
3: yeah, never You're have me back. the mountain. <laughs> Pedro Pascal's head.
7: So. <laughs> yeah. I am so sorry, Annabelle.
3: It's
4: okay. Um, apologies. It's I won't talk about for any this other long shows to watch the show.
7: Again, I'm not going to compare it to any more media. Um, okay, so <laughs> another question. So, for The y'all. Walking
4: Dead. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was. I was, was going to bring up that one. Don't. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding Can okay. you All right. Y'all believe not. how that ended? Did you see?
7: <laughs> um, scariest moments. What scene or or maybe the type of zombie, the type of infected character. Uh, what scene scared you the most to your core? That's for everybody. Oh, Whitney's got one. Oh, John's got one. Okay. John, you go first. You raised your hand first.
3: Oh, I can't say that I wasn't extraordinarily unsettled by the um the underground tunnels and the the the, the dude that was just pasted against the wall. Oh, I think that was the same same section where there was it was like a maintenance mm-hmm. tunnel or something. Mm-hmm. And, and then the whole, I can't, I'm trying to remember, it's been so long since I watched, but there was like this long tunnel and there was just this like, the, was it a creature or it was a person, but something just like came out of the dark in that, that long tunnel, the maintenance tunnel. And it just, it caught me off guard. And yeah, I don't get scared easily, but holy shit, that, that entire, the, the maintenance
7: tunnel thing was just, that was the spot. Like that, that hit the spot. Yeah. And if, and, and well-directed horror will always do that. And even if you're desensitized to it, or you've seen a billion horror movies in your life, really good stuff can still catch you off guard. I I love that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you don't like horror stuff at all. So I can't Mm -hmm. imagine what you were doing at the edge of your seat during this (laughs) series. How did you get through it?
5: I know. I, there were. mm, Do what? Covering your eyes.
4: Yes, I did. I, yeah, there were multiple points that I
5: had jump scares and uh, those, the infected looked ooh, gnarly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the most, because, okay, I don't like the super naturally stuff, but like the more campy like vampires and like <laughs> zombies and that kind of like, I'm I'm semi okay with that. Like if it's like yeah. unbelievable, it's more of the like ghosty stuff. That I'm not, I can't handle. So this was okay for me. What really scared me was freaking David and how, like, Mm. humans can be the true, horrific, terrible, awful. Like, once the world goes to shit, like, no rules. We're just gonna do whatever we want. Like, even, like, to Whitney's point, even though he was a teacher who is sworn to help and, like, keep children safe... that he was just willing to throw that out the window and harm her like aggressively um Mm -hmm. that to, to me was like the true like the the horror and the awfulness of some people's just nature well that was the real scary part that seemed like a canned answer but no that's that was a great answer it's it's it, in these post-apocalyptic
7: things or zombie things it's usually the 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 freakiest ones things are the way it changes people and their behavior mm-hmm. so it's a really cool thing to dive into as far as any any zombie kind of genre thing um, i don't know and that it right, changed
5: like, i don't know that it changed him i think exactly. it allowed
7: him to be who he was originally it makes you wonder too. When he was a teacher, had this not infection not had happened, would there be an end to his wrath, or would he been able to go on and maybe he was always this this messed up and this uh, villainous? So uh, yeah, yeah, could be some justice going on there.
5: Oh damn,
7: <laughs> Whitney, what about so. you?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly right. But like, and who's to say if he even was a teacher? Because who knows if he's telling the truth? But if he was. Had he done this before?
6: Because he mm-hmm. seemed
2: very comfortable with getting ready to assault Ellie in that mm-hmm. way. And it's, if you're around children and you have that inclination, I mean, had you done it before? Um, but he was very scary. But for me, I think if I were to imagine myself in this world the clickers were the mm-hmm. most terrifying part for me because I was trying to imagine, because you, you hear the silence, if that makes sense when they're in yep. that scene where they first see them. And Joel is like, from here on we are silent, not quiet, silent. And I don't know if I would make it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I would think <laughs> even my breathing would be too much. <laughs> like, I, I just don't know if I could survive that situation. So I think about how, how that would be in real life. And to me, that's terrifying, you know, and the bloaters and stuff. Yes, they're scary looking and they could rip your head off as we see. Um, but to they, the clickers were so fast, they could catch up with you really fast and they heard every little sound you made. And I don't know. I just found that really, really scary. True.
7: And you'd have to you would have to dispose of them in a quiet way, too. If you, especially if you're sure. low on ammo or you don't have your gun, like the gun's not going to be great either because you shoot them. And now there's two more clickers beside you. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because if uh... they're
2: traveling in packs or whatever, because you see in the one scene where the sun rolls over the ones that are on the ground, they all kind of respond mm-hmm. at the yeah. same time. So yeah, you may kill one, but here come yeah. the rest of them that can over like a you. hive
7: mind too. Yeah. Right. Fair. Good answer. Annabelle, What scared the hell out of you?
4: um well because walking dead has been on for so long zombies don't really bother me that much Mm -hmm. um i've always been more scared of the people Mm -hmm. and that's another thing i love about this show is like yes it kind of has a focus on the infected and the dead people but it's mainly about the live people that are trying to get through this apocalypse and survive. Um, I think like what Whitney said, the sound of the clickers sends a chill down my spine every single time we hear it. Yeah. And honestly, like the, the scene where they're in the, um, in the game, it's the museum And I think it's the same thing in the show. It's a museum type thing Um, where it differs is like in the game, it's soldiers and not really infected that are coming after them. But in the show it's infected and like a clicker just comes out of nowhere. I jumped. That's like probably the only time I have a jump scare throughout the show. (laughs) But another thing that really shook me to my core was like with what whitney and pretty much everybody else said with david and the look of excitement on his Mm. face as he's pinning ellie down and the the buildings like burning around them and he just doesn't give a fuck he's completely focused on ellie and he's like really excited about it it like shook me to my core and it made me very uncomfortable for the rest of the night yeah. and then another moment <laughs> that honestly the sh- the episode ended and i sat there for 5 minutes after the credits just looking at a blank screen cuz i was just like i don't know what to do with myself was when henry just shot himself after he yeah. shot his brother it was j- i was not expecting it at all and then Ellie's scream was just it it hits you. And I literally sat there like I don't know how to process what we just watched. Yeah. Amazing fucking a- show.
7: You guys are reminding <laughs> me of parts of the series that I, I'm it makes me want to rewatch it tonight for sure. <laughs> and, the, and the, and the idea too, of like a mercy kill, you see that a lot in these kind of long running things that the, well, you mentioned the walking dead, like they, like mercy kills become a thing that characters have to deal with having done. And that changes their character again. And it's not only the world around you, but what you have to do uh, for what you feel is right. And is it right? And you just, it kind of continues to, uh, you know, uh, affect these characters long-term is it's yeah, it's a great point. Brandon,
0: uh, mine was uh, Kathleen. Just look at her. Like, <laughs> may I speak to the manager, please? I mean, that's the vibes I get. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, the The easy answer is uh, David, and I would agree. So I'm gonna. I think that was what I started with, but I'm gonna switch up gears because it's just to talk about something else that was really, really frightening to me. Uh, Tess, when she's standing there all by herself and this fucking mushroom monster, we'll just call them mombies, I guess, mushroom zombies. <laughs> um, just literally was like, just kind of, and then right. And I was like, no, nope, fuck that. Fuck that. No, um, I, I just, that was creepy. That was horrible. I hated it. I had to look away. Um, and anytime I have to, yeah, I just, there was multiple parts of the show. I had to look away. That was the first time. Watching I the show. You
2: just wanted a smooch, Brandon. Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> I, I've heard of mushrooms on my pizza, but not like that. That is, uh, that is interesting. So uh, that was the first time I had to look away watching the show. So I'm going to just go to that one. And also Tess. As weird as it sounds, I got really drawn to her character in such a short amount of time. You know she's not going to make it. You can tell by the promotional art. You can tell by what's going to happen. Okay. (laughs) Like, I I know people were probably thinking, at least I was. Like, all these people, I'm like, well, I know it's Pedro and it's, you know, Ellie. I I know it's those two. So what's going to happen to all these people around them? Probably bad things. Um, But I still felt very drawn to Tess. And when she's by herself, kind of dealing with all this moment, also getting tongued by a mombie, it was not nice i didn't like it so anyway
7: fair yeah fair and I, I know you raised your hand in zoom but i gotta ask amanda first because you went first of the scary moments so i'm gonna go yeah. amanda then you go for it all right
1: um i think it was just that whole scene where um Fender was chasing them and they were with henry and sam and then the town was on fire and then the bloater comes up out of the ground. And then yeah. I don't remember exactly what was going on, but the the lady who's coming after them gets mm. attacked by one, like right as she's about to yeah. kill whoever it is. That one particular that like leapt on her, I feel like its movements were very like disgusting and like the limbs were all over the place. So that one, I did not enjoy that. I was like yelling a lot during that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that scene being
7: very stressful. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you got?
5: Um. So when Whitney was talking about the clickers, it just kind of uh, I put myself into that situation as well. Um. And I'm a very vocal person when I'm scared. Um. So when I go to Dollywood with, well, when I went to Dollywood with my eighth graders, we're going to the Chattanooga Aquarium this year. Whatever.
4: <laughs> you don't sound bitter at all <laughs> aquariums are cool man what what the hell
5: hey, yeah, it's, yeah, but it's, it's the chattanooga aquarium though i've been there so many times and the whole city smells like poo poo okay <laughs> what about those kids who have never been there and have never smelled okay that's true but they also most of them haven't been to dollywood I either smoke and smoke. dollywood <laughs> is so much better
0: <laughs> i but that's right. okay that's i went okay. just Next recently day. and there was no poo smell and the aquarium was fun so that's pretty bullshit.
5: Pretty I went to grad to school in Chattanooga. It smells like poo. Mm. Uh, maybe it's, um, maybe, you maybe
0: you're soiling yourself before you get there. Have you ever checked your <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah, any uh listening... Uh, I can so tell you. So.
0: I can tell you. The only time the city smells like poo is when I'm with Emmy. It's... it's oh, uh, my
5: gosh. So that's it. I think we just Sherlock solved this. Uh, <laughs> and there we go. She just... Nope. I'm pretty sure it's the city. I'm sorry, Chattanooga. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I poop myself when I'm there. <laughs> um, But no, you it's jokes. Entire demographic. Jokes on uh, eighth grade... Uh, not going to Dollywood because I signed up to be a chaperone for the band because they're going to Dollywood and that sounds like fun anyway um, do you get to see where they're going before you chap cha- cha- chaperone before, before you around,
7: is that what you're going to say Like, I was before just... you chat Nogan <laughs> Yeah, I chaperone?
5: was just talking to the band teacher and he said something about he's th- them having a band competition coming up and I was like oh yeah I would totally chaperone that and then it was Dollywood <laughs> Oh, ah! lucky <laughs> duck yeah well in my done. head dolly parton herself is going to be there to award the champions and it will be my middle school band <laughs> i'm very excited that'd be, that'd be special
3: delusion delusions with me <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah just just to update everybody lizzo did not play peaches by jack black <laughs>
0: Get your money refunded <laughs> now, Amy. That's <laughs> bullshit. Oh, it
5: was totally fine. It was it was it was a fantastic show. Um. Anyway, no. So there's a sh- what's the train one there? Lightning, not lightning rod. The one where you're inside and in the animatronics. I've talked about it before.
0: Amy, Last oh, of right. Us, Fury. Fury. Last of Dolly Us, Amy, Dollywood? Last of Us, Amy, Blazing,
5: Blazing Fury. Oh my god, Blazing Fury. Go. Okay, yeah. so I'm a very vocal scared person. So I rode yeah. that for the first time with my kids last year and i was screaming the whole time they would like they thought it was really funny and so they would like like grab my shoulder and i would just be like that <laughs> <And> so <laughs> if i was in that situation with the clickers i would die mm, yeah i dropped a pop tart yeah. earlier when we were just chatting and said oh fuck because <laughs> it scared <laughs> me like i'm Clipper a very comes and like gets the
7: pop tart immediately
5: yeah i would <laughs> Yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean,
7: I I I think I've asked
0: this question before, but are you a person who narrates yourself out loud when you're like by yourself?
6: Uh, Yes, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because like
0: (laughs) when you were listening before we started hitting recording her, her cat was almost getting done eating and she was listening for the crunchy sound to stop and she's like, "Okay, it's done. (laughs) <laughs> like you yeah. were like and you were just audibly it, guys. N- and you were i could tell you were in your own word world you weren't saying it for any of us you were like okay tonks is done all right and you and, and you just leapt up out of your seat like you were going to save the world and i was like i
5: think you're I just-, <laughs> I just are we still normal. here you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> i have yeah. a
3: follow-up question to that
5: do you have adhd by chance me yes I'm pretty sure I have undiagnosed autism.
1: <laughs> I, <am. laughs> I also narrate uh, my life out loud to myself yeah. when I'm alone. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I do. I, well. Sometimes I sing it. It's a musical. Oh God. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it. we're
7: gonna do an. Uh, Shocked she didn't go. Ad's nuts. DHD Oh, see there, uh,
3: the, the May <laughs> Patreon. requisite one. She can't do it again. So the the, the, May,
0: the May Patreon exclusive. We're just gonna record Emmy in her house for a full day and just watch <laughs> Emmy the musical it will be so good
7: yeah get clinton to sneak the microphone in there at least 20 no percent
3: of that's gonna have to be r-rated for extra
7: tears <laughs> <laughs> um a couple people have mentioned uh some other characters other than the ones that get talked about the most which are absolutely obviously joel and ellie but uh also david has been talked about a lot and bill and frank what about characters like Tess? What do you guys think of Te- very short run? I know it was yep. only a, maybe the first two episodes. I think is where it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you What did you all think of her character?
5: She was in three, two, but it was a flashback.
7: Right, right, right. It was uh, the, their first meeting with Bill and Frank. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool.
0: I
5: loved her,
7: yeah, man. I
0: loved her. I I thought she was absolutely phenomenal. I I I know some characters they don't need a full run for you to feel connected and yeah. invested, and I thought Tess was absolutely fantastic. Uh, she was played by Anna Torv, I believe. Uh, and yeah, she she did phenomenal for the little she was given. Um, yeah, I would even be fine with a backstory or a prequel with her in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
7: Yeah. Whitney, what do you what do you think?
2: Um, I really enjoy this actress a lot. I know she's probably been in a ton of things I haven't seen, but she was in Fringe. I don't know if any of yes. y'all ever watched that show. That's I the only thing I recognize her from. Yeah. Love that show. And um, I, there's something about her voice that's very calming um, and her yeah. demeanor that I really enjoy. But, and it's funny, this is off topic, but she her name in that show was Olive. And that's my kid's nickname which is kind of funny. It it wasn't on purpose, but um, (laughs) anyway, I think that Tess was interesting because she was so driven, like she didn't even really question this um, task that they were given to take Ellie to the hospital. um, And she was, you know, the one that convinced Joel to do it in the first place. And I feel like, you know, just the little scenes of her coming back into their apartment and slipping her arm around him while he was laying in bed. And it was almost like she was his first um, kind of slow foray back into a normal relationship, because I feel like, I feel like we got the idea that he was just this cold, you know, distant shell of a human being since you know the ever how many years was it like 20 years since his daughter had passed and you know of course he's had all that trauma built up and you kind of get the feeling that he doesn't want to be close to anyone but Tess was kind of that one person yeah it was his work partner they used to smuggle stuff in or whatever but you know they were close that was his first close Mm -hmm. relationship so that was really fun to watch even for the short amount of time we got there John what are your thoughts on Tess uh, I thought she was great I just gotta give credit
3: to the actress for be willing to make out with a mushroom character
7: um
3: that was that was wild to me because it, yeah. <laughs> I mean you guys talk about um, Nick Offman joining the LBTG I, I'm terrible <laughs> with that that right now but that that to me I mean making out with a mushroom is more disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> than anything Tess in the worked. world because I can't stand mushrooms. So um, yeah, that, <laughs> no, seriously, no, Tess was great. I thought that not knowing her character well enough from the game, I feel like she could have had a full, even show dedicated to just her development because of how real she felt, how grounded she felt. And and then her willingness to just basically stand her ground at the end there before you know taking her basically taking herself out rather than going the um the infected route was, yeah, I mean, probably a bolder decision than I could have made myself yeah. personally fair,
5: Emmy. I feel like I kind of forgot about Tess because she did leave us early on in this in the series. Um, but now hearing you guys talk about it, I think that that added to some of Joel's resentment for Ellie. Like some of those Mm. walls that he built back up because he was close to this person, she sacrificed herself for this cargo at that point, yeah. And he was like, I have to do this because I was close to this person, but also you're the reason she's gone,
7: yeah. I think that was they did they did kind of delve into that tone in the Bill and Frank episode. I think when you do see, I think you see Joel and and Ellie at, at the end, um. Yeah, absolutely. The, the the tone that Joel has in that moment is so resentful to a degree. Um, but yeah, 100%. Okay, well, I got another question for you. another another uh, character. Um, what
5: did you guys think of Riley? Oh, <laughs> I absolutely love Riley. Riley, Riley was fantastic. I like that she was a little bit of a badass and she pushed Elle out of her comfort zone and like, we're going to like, Make poor decisions and do this, and it was just that was such a sweet little friendship and such a breath of fresh air for a second that I I got to see Ellie in her her element in her excuse me her Ellie mint. I knew uh, I was gonna uh, do it if you didn't. uh, I was gonna do it. It was almost glad you
0: did it. It was nice to see. Ellie, yeah, you're exactly right, I just to be a kid, you know, mm-hmm. just to be a teenager running around in the mall. And you can tell, I, you never see Ellie that way the entire, maybe besides reading dad jokes, which is amazing. yeah. But that, yeah. that, that glimmer in her eye, she had it the entire time she was with Riley. And uh, just, it's, it. everyone remembers, maybe, uh, you know, being a teenager and having that having that guy or girl or
7: big crush. Uh, yeah. It's
0: like, Oh, I'll, I'll run up an escalator backward for you all day. It, <laughs> you know, like it, it, was, it was really cool, especially seeing Ellie in there in that uh, moment. And what a cool throwback, you know, store. And I, I, I think it was you, Emmy. It like the side stuff never felt like side stuff. Like I was invested in it the mm-hmm. whole time. That's I get annoyed about that stuff a lot throughout TV shows. And just to reiterate your point, the whole Riley episode's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I, Even in such a heightened moment, it's later on in the first season, and you're like, you're, I'm not, for one, like, can you get on with it? I'm like, oh, my oh my God, they're playing Mortal Kombat now. Oh, my God. <laughs> she had to go- Google those fatalities. How the hell has she already mastered those? That is amazing. Like, I'm so invested with that.
7: And that's yeah. good character development. God, I loved it. Riley,
0: big fan. Loved
7: it. And it was essentially the the episode we needed for it because I never felt like it, it, the few the few things I was shocked by this this series was the balance of Joel and Ellie's characters. You never feel a hundred percent like Ellie's a sidekick. She's not she's not second fiddle to Joel at all. You get to meet her quick, and then she gets an episode of her own, a backstory of her own. Whereas the first episode was more dedicated to Joel. She gets to show her trauma, and it's like she's just on the same playing field um level playing field and and again the normalization of that episode with riley just just super relatable you can have a crush when you're when you're that young and it's the butterflies in the stomach and and everything becomes very uh and it didn't matter and maybe they grew up at a time because it happened after the uh infection that when she was born was already happening right maybe she grew up in a time when it wasn't uh stigmatized so who knows maybe it was just a normal crush for a person instead of a thing they have to go back and forth on all the time and now emmy is your hand still up or it's in- up again okay it's up again <laughs> okay i'm gonna go I to know. you again and then to whitney go <laughs>
5: i ahead. just i do i have so much i feel like i want to say about that episode because that was another fantastic one um the costume shop going back to like the jump scares like costumes and masks and that shit scares me too that was actually no, really a scary part for me <laughs> um and then they left us that episode they left us on that cliffhanger of whether or not joel was gonna make it from the stab wound and i still wasn't like okay we gotta see like it was like yeah i was still really invested in this story and i think that's a huge testament to riley as the character and what she did for ellie's character development um and i i thought we were going to go down the path of uh everybody remembers your first kiss which i embarrassingly have on film there's a picture and i thought it was long gone forever forgotten nope nope i found it uh whenever i went home for something i don't know a birthday or something uh, I, I got some photo albums out of my room and because that we were doing growing up i was trying to find a picture for growing up and i found yep photo proof of my first kiss
0: and you shared that with us uh when i say us in clinton and i yep and uh, uh i will tell you <clears throat> i can't yeah i can't get that out of my skull anytime soon mm-hmm.
5: so yeah <laughs> It, i it was on it was we were on a bus in middle school uh we were playing spin the bottle and we were on our way to Six Flags
0: it looks like you guys just mashed up against each other's faces it was like it was just i had
5: really, been practicing with jason a lot
0: you obviously didn't learn the the, the movement of lips out it was just like Just like, just, just face plant each other. They both look like they fell into each other's faces and just stayed there. Like, (laughs) like I don't know. I
7: don't know if I could muster up a kiss with with the Six Flags guy on my brain so much. If you're on the way there, my goodness, I'm just thinking of him like outside the bus. Oh God, yeah.
0: (laughs) And the whole time, this guy has to know I'm competing with Jason, the the Red Ranger. The Red Ranger, yeah. I don't think he knew that. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well,
5: I, was it? And but uh, because we had our first kiss together, of course we dated for like a year after that, oh and would make God. out on the bus on on like on our way home. What grade was this? Seventh. That sounds like that sounds like grade seventh. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Immediately dating afterwards. That's. <laughs> I mean, we had our kiss, so. Yeah, obviously, yeah, so we we, uh,
0: one year we made it. You know. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah. Whitney. We were in love.
2: um i was just gonna say i i really like the actress who plays um riley um i was a fan of hers on euphoria Mm. i don't know if anybody watched that but um she was really good in that and i think they did a really good job that episode of kind of there was the juxtaposition of the the abandon and the fun that they were having outside of this like super militaristic childhood that they had both experienced and
6: Mm -hmm.
2: I don't know about you guys but during the whole episode I'm like oh this is so cute they're having fun but I also felt dread because I I, you know you kind of just knew something was going to happen but you didn't know when and the camera would keep panning to the like these dark recesses of abandoned stores and I was like glued to the tv like is that something popping out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, the Halloween store kind of made it, I was terrified of stuff like that when I was little, I love yeah. Halloween now, but when I was little, if I saw anybody dressed up on Halloween in a scary mask and you guys know the smell of a Halloween store, yes. like that plastic cheap, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it still kind of gives me flashbacks that are not great, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just think they did such a good job of like showing the friendship and you know th- this blossoming are they more than friends relationship with something terrible is about to happen yeah i don't know they just did such a good job at that
7: yeah there was a very good eerie suspensefulness that whole episode because you know things don't work out and it's it's but you didn't get the whole story so we need this episode like like if you get a show that explains too much then you get a flashback of it it does feel like a filler whereas this was kept mm-hmm. from us we don't really know what happened to her but we want to because she's already so charismatic and so loved by that episode so um, right but i have
2: totally given hints so far she was like you know you're not the first person i've seen you know to die and and, and just all this other yeah. stuff and you're like well something's gone on here you know that yeah. Yeah, that's an excellent point
7: subtle hints and people don't like that you don't open up about that kind of thing that happens to you so it's 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 something that's uh, very natural for her to not to to withhold that information. It's not just a like a story uh, trick. it's it's more more real than that. Amanda, did you have any thoughts on Tess or Riley in your in your
1: watching? Um, so I think pretty much the same thoughts on Tess as everybody else. I felt like she was a good anchor for Joel and you know, obviously that didn't last too long, but that was kind of nice to see just him getting back into the routine of things. Um, and then for Riley I like I said earlier I really did like that episode a lot Um, and it was nice to see kind of like the that the innocence was still able to be present even though they're living in such a society and like had been born into it so that's all that they knew but um, everything that Riley was doing was just so sweet I was like this is incredible. Like she's such a young girl and like all this stuff that she's planning for her friend or like, you know, potentially maybe more than that. It's like the sweetest stuff I'd ever seen. So good on her for planning all that stuff.
7: Yeah. It was a truly well-written little like romance story that we got from, and such a, a kind, like an innocent one too, which is really sweet. The The actress who played uh, Riley is named Storm Reed, And I think, yeah, Brandon, you said earlier, Tess was played by Anna Torv. Um, yeah, both of them knocked it out of the park. Is there any other, uh, I was going to ask any other, other supporting actors that we want to talk about before moving on, but, but I Emmy, mean, you look
5: like you got a, you got a hand up. We'll yeah. Start. Cause storm Reed was also in, she was the daughter of bloodshot in suicide squad, the suicide squad. Oh, the one in the jail. But, who's uh, like, yeah, the one, uh, blood, um, blood sport, blood the sport. character it's that blood. Idris Elba played. Yes.
7: Yes. Yes. I didn't. I remember recognizing her after because I just watched that movie again a couple days ago. But um, I remember being like, "I gotta look up who that is because I don't know why I know her face because she didn't look exactly like Riley,
5: obviously." But yeah, that was yeah. She's She's also twenty. She plays sixteen really well for twenty. Yeah, and she was supposed to be a teensy bit
7: older than than Ellie, right? I think she was sixteen, and Ellie's what in the game or in the show? Fourteen or fifteen? Fourteen. Okay, John Hyde.
3: Um, I forget is his brother's name Tommy? Joel's brother yes. is his name Tommy? Yeah. Gabriel Luna just killed this role. I mean, it wasn't huge, but the the emotion that you felt from him with when him and Joel got back together at their their little, you know, their their compound or whatever you want to call it, and then his emotion for his wife and the forthcoming child, and then his willingness to. Almost to not necessarily give it up, but to do what Joel thought he couldn't do yeah. for the sake of the mission was see, I love Gabriel Luna. I think he's just so fantastic. And just he he did such a great job with this. And he deserves a lot more credit than just a, a, a secondary role to the to the main character. And it would be nice to see him come back for season two and have a bigger role.
7: So yeah. yeah. Def- Same. He, he was he killed it. Go I, def- ahead, I
0: definitely want to speak to that, John, because I also love the the almost animosity between the two. Like it was yeah. silent. It was silent animosity. But as someone who has brother issues abound, um, I felt that, that that hug, that embrace that they had. It's not all yeah. just happy to see you. It's also, mm, you know, we we've got some shit to iron out, man. Yeah. Um, and by conveying that through the physical acting in such a quick moment, I felt like these guys were brothers. I felt every moment of it. And uh, that is such a small little touch that I think is so appreciated. And I think both actors played it wonderfully. So yeah, I completely agree with you, John.
7: hundred percent. That was a nice heart to heart that they had with the, you know, a lot of unanswered questions, a lot of time lost between them finally get back together did anyone else want to live at that compound that tommy was at holy shit that was like christmas village perfection i wanted to be there so bad i was like i'm used to cold so i'm fine with yeah, it
0: yeah but so. did you see the movie theater it looked like shit
2: see, i was gonna say they had a movie theater you you're so negative yeah I was, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> uh,
0: oh sorry sorry and whitney and i have two different opinions they had a movie theater i'm like yeah, but so it so was shit. shit uh you know so, Yeah. Anyway. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Listen, these kids have never even seen an airplane flying in the air. True. your shitty movie theater will suffice, I think.
7: It's really funny that I've been, and I will not spoil anything Walking Dead related. I promise. I'm not going to spoil. Go ahead. I don't
3: care that you're such. There was a.
7: Uh, we'll we'll get into it sir um no but the, uh, there, I just watched I've been re-watching it because I I have a, a hole in my heart after this show ended and I wanted to go back to the first ever show about something like this which is, had never been done before it was always movies only zombie movies only it was never a TV series um uh, so The Walking Dead there was an episode where Carol actually brings up the fact that I used to hate noise pollution I used to hate the the car alarms and the people and the and the whatever but right now what i wouldn't give to see a a fucking plane fly over us right now like it would be like just to act like there was some normalcy going on again you those things you take for granted things Mm -hmm. you think you would never miss in a million years and it's like yeah i would love some noise pollution uh right now it's it's funny um any other thoughts on any other supporting characters or supporting it uh yeah whitney
2: i thought melanie is it melanie linsky did a fantastic job as a villain
7: as Kathleen. Um, I think
2: it was. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not used to seeing her in a villain role. You know, she's very soft spoken and, and, and quiet and, and very well, well spoken, but um, she was a little unhinged and she wasn't super aggressive. She didn't yell a lot. It's just like the scene where she's like, uh, where Joel had shot one of their men and she's like, can he be saved by a doctor? And they were like, "No, so she just goes straight back and kills the doctor
4: God. that
2: had ratted out um, her brother. Um, so I think that those little villainous hints that aren't super over like you you they're not in your face mm-hmm. are really they're good. And they're they're... Did a great job,
7: yeah. Nothing about this, other than the the subject matter of a uh, mushroom virus like this. Nothing about the performances were was insanely off kilter or or elevated to a weird fantasy level. It was all incredibly grounded in reality.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to pivot real quick though. Speaking of that, like the virus, the very beginning of this entire show, that like opening five ten minutes is we didn't talk about this, but fucking terrifying. I mean, that is fucking terrifying. And you're like, (laughs) holy shit. If, I mean, the fact that we, I, I mean, I always feel like we're just, you know, (laughs) We're just, in the words of Dashboard Confessional, hope dangles on a string like slow spinning redemption. I feel like we are just sometimes just barely hanging on. And that, when he says that, like where they're like, you know, oh, God, yeah, well, we got to worry about mushrooms, (laughs) ha-ha. And then he finishes it, and everyone's like, oh, shit. Yeah, that that fucking sucks. Like, I... (laughs) I I don't know that to me. And then the whole time you're watching the show and you're seeing the daughter at the very beginning, I'm just going straight ahead, but just like what the fuck's about to happen. The whole, the the whole feeling of dread, dread, dread. What's about to happen. Oh my God, what's happening. And it all, and they do that. They continue it for nine episodes. I believe it was what it was. Mm. And for fuck's sake, did they keep that going? But when they open that damn, damn, (laughs) damn, damn, (laughs)
7: absolutely what what do you got
2: i think you're exactly right and i totally forgot about it until you mentioned that brandon but it was so realistic and the fact that everybody watching this show was probably googling cordyceps after this episode (laughs) and seeing that it is a real fungus that (laughs) does turn ants basically into a zombie Um, that in itself is terrifying and kind of cemented the fact that this is, this is for real. This is very scary. And also, um, the lady that they, they brought in as an expert to show Mm -hmm. her, she was the scientist and they were like, what do we do? And she's basically like bomb everything because I mean, that's just, you know, that's all that's going to help. And then Mm -hmm. it didn't even help turns out.
7: Yeah. Yeah, fair, and it's such a, such a terrifying thing to see the top scientists in the world addressing it that way and be like, "This is your only way out, <laughs> and you didn't do it soon enough anyway." So,
5: Emmy, um, another side character that is only in the first episode, but I think did a fantastic job was his his daughter. Um, yeah. she did a great job, and I had seen like posters of the video game and so i was like oh this is cool they kind of like recast and so it doesn't look (laughs) exactly the same so i wasn't expecting for that to happen and it was very upsetting and it really Mm -hmm. i that might have been the moment that i was like okay well now i have to watch this show completely because that was awful
7: yeah and she only had one episode but nico parker is the actress's name who played British actress. Well, I wouldn't guess that. Really? Um, yeah, but she she did an incredibly Damn. fast job of making you care about this character. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean that's a testament to everybody involved, but my goodness, it does uh in the end really rely on the actor who can portray it. So yeah. Uh, Annabelle.
4: Um, so pretty much backtrack uh to what <laughs> Brandon and Whitney were talking about with the whole explaining the virus and how it actually works that's something we didn't get in the walking dead nobody Mm. explained why this infection happened and the fact that we got this explanation in this was amazing i loved it and then the whole time we're watching it i'm listening to this guy and he's like yeah it's theoretical but let's say the earth heats up and these cordyceps they evolve like everybody else in the world evolves. Yeah, yeah, it could be possible that it does the exact same thing to humans as it does to these insects. Yeah. The terror that you just kind of sit and feel because you're like, um, the the, the world is heating up very quickly. Yeah. Um, This could be us within the next 10 or 15 years. We don't know. Like, terrifying. And then another thing that Brendan brought up (laughs) was the seeing everything, seeing the shit hit the fan. pretty much. Everything going kablooey. Like, we got little snippets of it in The Walking Dead, like flashbacks, Mm -hmm. but we never saw real-time, like, Shit hit in the fan. And then Joel explaining to Ellie later on, like, this happens within a matter of days where society mm-hmm. completely collapses within yeah. three days. Wild. Wild.
5: Yeah. No, it's okay. We've got a stronger foundation than that, I'm sure.
4: <laughs> we'll make it seven Amy, this, i don't know about that emmy uh,
6: <laughs> we
0: didn't label this podcast as comedy but we can if we need to all
7: right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it's scary because well I'm, I'm, um my wife is a she writes a lot as well and i've read her her stories and i i love them she is such a uh, and just a great grasp of of uh storytelling and explanation for things and she was sitting there watching a couple episodes with me and going you know if you're gonna with 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 any uh fantasy or or science science fiction thing she's like if you're gonna explain something grounded in reality and science then do it fully do it well do it in an interesting way and i think they they knocked it out of the park and even though they there is an episode i think at the end of season one of walking dead spoilers spoiler warning um, the end of Walking Dead season. End of one, season they do one. Try to explain it, yeah. Um, and I don't think they go into as much detail, and definitely not re- re- like referencing things in real life as much as this, uh, you know, like uh, mushroom virus. Uh, what it was? It called Corda Corda Cordyceps. these nuts. I mean, I remember <laughs> seeing something like that on. It's planet-
5: not even close.
7: No, it's not. I but I did it. <laughs> I remember seeing something like that on on Planet Earth. I think the, maybe the first Planet Earth that came out special uh, about the, the ants and the fungus that can fuck you up and make you a zombie and 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 I remember immediately going. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, unmute Emmy. No, I <laughs> uh, the the making it so scientifically grounded was really cool, and uh, yeah, and to see it, it, it just it makes it so much more scary. Absolutely. John?
3: Uh, So in regards to the, basically to the volatility of the virus itself, it drove me crazy thinking about how it spread at first, because I didn't know that. And then they were talking about yeast and the things that it could have spread through. And I was like, the, the first thing that got me was how the old lady got it. And then I realized she had some of the cookies and I was like, oh my god so the, again the volatility of it and the fact that it could just spread through baked goods and things like that that, that whole aspect of this and it even being a potentially real thing as a result of old lady cookies
0: as, old, old lady cookies will fuck you up is what you're saying right? John? <laughs> yes 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 yeah
3: something as meal as flour like mm-hmm. that is insane to me because it's, a, it's it's, yeah. it's it, it is it's everywhere. Yeah. And someone with a gluten allergy would be more likely to survive.
7: As a <laughs> yeah, finally, they're they're at the top of the pyramid. <laughs> Who's the assholes <laughs> now? <laughs> yeah.
5: I've that got celiac free. disease. I'm going to survive.
7: <laughs> I can imagine <laughs> Macho Man Randy Savage with a gluten allergy. But anyway, it's that's Yeah. Uh, gag <laughs>
0: yeah, Cup, cup, g- 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 uh, cup yeah. of coffee without the gluten. Yeah, cup
7: of <laughs> coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Stabbing it mm-hmm. a f- gluten-free mm-hmm. Slim Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emmy?
5: Um... Okay, I like the (laughs) point that you guys made about making the science fiction scientifically accurate. Like, it makes sense in this world. Even if it's not 100% scientifically accurate, like, they did make that a choice to try their hardest to make it make sense. Um, I mean, if there is a fungus growing among us in uh, yeast, I think that maybe we all need to go out and shoot our beers.
0: Oh my god! Okay, I got a great idea. We can also hashtag Kid Rock when we do it, because <laughs> our kids rock. We want to make sure they live healthy, normal lives. So we'll just make sure we do yeah. that. It'll be good. All right. You, you
1: want to make sure it, to do
5: the bod, old the red tat on bang that beer? Yeah. Blah, 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 blah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> um, a role model for the ages. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> <I know. laughs> I'm
6: a teacher. Only so ages 35.
3: Oh no,
5: you're not
6: even wrong. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> If he took it personally, I'm a
0: teacher.
5: <laughs> I have a role model for the age. <laughs> Would you like to hear about these nuts?
3: <laughs> I, I mean, Triangle Man was was a good enough role model for me, I guess. So yeah. you
5: know, I have a question. Before oh, I'm yes. sorry. Before we go on, um, why is my hand white? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to answer that for you.
0: Emmy, uh, you
2: can Your hands should be pink. hands are white. Yeah, you actually have my hand is white.
0: You actually have to change it, Emmy. So you went out of your way to say, I don't want a yellow hand, I want a white hand.
5: I want so, a white hand. So
0: that is more indicative of who you are. <laughs> When's Jim's I... white hand month? Now I know you I know your memory's bad, Emmy, but there was a night you were podcasting, you're like, you
5: know what? I want everyone to know I'm white. <laughs> yeah. I think you oh, can bl- tell. Yeah. You blend in with the winter. <laughs> Wait
7: now. Now speaking of your white hand, is it? Do you still? Is there another point? Or oh no, I'm sorry. No, about- I need to
0: lower my
5: white. Hand By the hand. way, guys,
0: Zoom. We're we're raising our hands on Zoom, virtually, yeah. to bring attention to this. So if you're curious, where the hell's white and yellow hand coming in? All of our hands are yellows when, when we raise them. Emmys is white. There's the joke. Okay.
5: So. I thought Zoom was being racist. <laughs> yeah. like, bitch. I know you white. <laughs> we'll find out next year. Zoomed did Zoom a facial
0: scan, racist. and it was like I'm not sure about the rest of them, but that pitch. That pitch is white. <laughs>
3: It's a white hammer. I mean, though, you do look whiter than everybody else
7: on their
5: Zoom. Thank you. It's okay. One of my kids called me ratchet today. Oh, <laughs> I took pride? it as such a compliment. Do
7: you call them clank? <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't know if that's a compliment though. Is it? Mm-mm. No,
7: no. I don't think. No, they, I said I've it never takes heard a lot of money to look
5: one. this ratchet. Mm. Thank you, Dolly. Good, Dolly.
7: <laughs> annabelle what are your thoughts on the question i asked a long time ago
4: um, <laughs> i don't even remember what the question was i was just gonna say <laughs> i don't i don't know about y'all but it took me a second like it took me a little bit to realize that it spread through flour because the guy right. the first infection was in a flower factory um, And then, like, I'm seeing all these TikToks, everybody be like, I watched The Last of Us, and they're throwing out a loaf of bread, and I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? What, did I fucking miss something? And then it clicked. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my god, because I went back and watched the first couple episodes again. It clicked again on how Joel and his daughter didn't get infected on that very first day was because he forgot to get the mix and then he forgot to pick mm-hmm. up the cake again i just yeah. blew brandon's mind <laughs> did not know that annabelle Holy i didn't talk about that shit. until just
7: now either
6: Oh, yeah. shit, my are you kidding
4: me yeah <laughs> I didn't when she's I... making breakfast she was like oh you forgot to get pancake mix and he was like oh i'm sorry i'll pick up a cake later and then he <laughs> forgot to get the cake again all bread products his
7: apathy his forgetfulness and his apathy saved them both my yes God. the first time ever that the cake wasn't a lie <laughs> i hope someone gets
3: that reference
0: portal. i get that
5: reference because i love portal
0: hey, portal's good
3: holy yeah. shit did you
0: realize that
5: i'm me? i'm are you kidding yeah i'm i realized that i'm it might have been because <laughs> i i listened I to I, I listened to very 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 Variant vanilla.
7: Uh, oh, okay,
0: variant. variety! Okay.
5: That's a completely different episode. Well, what That's if you didn't episode, though? though? You're acting like I was watching it and I pieced it together. Like, no, you didn't. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I, I pieced it together after they said it explicitly on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you didn't figure it out. Okay, anyway. Uh, well, at least I figured right it out before y'all. Oh my god, I couldn't yeah, believe sure. that.
7: That is insane. I knew when they here. said it on the show. Nice. I had no Sorry. idea. I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so wrapped up in the performances yeah, yeah. I sometimes missed the good writing. Oh same. It's, it's, it's the acting and then there's the writing and I'm like, shit, that's uh that's, that, I, that's I, that, I gotta rewatch this. That's series. the Tennessee
0: education system for you. I didn't catch it at all. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> I, was <looking> at Pedro. <laughs> I, I was just looking at Pedro's lips and I was like, our mustaches could intertwine right now and uh, it would be just fine with me. But that's all
3: I cared about. So. Well, this you can is it. good you, you guys are thirsty it. and not hungry for cake
5: call it mocking mustache docking oh, oh my
0: god
3: wow. Pedro
5: and it's
2: just like velcro when they stick together
5: oh. <laughs> hey <laughs> you
3: yeah. hear the pull apart
5: Pedro. you have to, like
2: grab the other person's shoulders and like
5: <laughs> <ugh>. yeah <laughs>
6: Huh.
0: Yeah, that's what of three. If Pedro and I make connection, that's what you'll have to do to me. You'll have to rip me apart man, only, only yeah, love because only love. People
6: are
7: trying child. to rip
3: you apart.
0: Yeah, no, nothing be good.
3: Being his new child, to be the new baby, baby Yoda.
0: Oh, I will gladly oh, be in be his be zaddy. Yeah, as long as he rocks me back and forth. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so. Oh, he'll rock you. Oh yeah. All right. Um, Goo oh, Goo
5: Banking on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did anyone have
7: any other input before I move on to the big question?
5: Okay. We, uh, have we thirsted enough over Daddy Joel? I don't I mean, think we can so. Let's God. open this up. Let's you do know, a thirst God. session. God.
7: Before let's I do a thirst hot, uh, roundabout. I got to say, this man's hot.
6: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: <laughs> My wife has never, ever we've been together over 10 years and I know she's had her top five, but she's never even explicitly said it. And Pedro for this show, she's like, he's in my five. And that's how I know this man is incredibly attractive. Because when my wife goes out of her way to say, if he's near,
5: (laughs) I'd fuck him. I'm I'm
0: a, I'm a fuck him, And, and tells me after 11 years of not saying one single guy's name and Pedro's was the first one. Kudos, man. Kudos.
7: For me, uh, it's a, the 30% of me that is gay. I look at it as the even the small roles that he was in before this came, came out. I was like, what? what is it about this guy? And then when I saw this show, I was like, there it is. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. This guy could do he anything. He was admitting that
3: he would get between Ethan Hawke and Pedro Pascal on a cowboy Ethan, sandwich.
7: Oh, my goodness. Ethan Hawke? My God, that man's hilarious. Anyways, okay. Annabelle. And such a good go skateboarder. It. Stop, Emmy. Just fucking stop. Second.
0: No, 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 no more Tony Hawk, Ethan Hawk jokes. No more, Emmy. You're, 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 this. I forgot she, all about you
7: know, your Tony Hawk argument, arc. The, 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 my, the face God. that she was making
3: was just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, she's proud of herself. And this is why we're I, thinking about video podcasts because you got to see these, like, <laughs>
7: You know, oh, the next one of I these know. we do has to be on Twitch that's what we're learning that's it All
5: right. <laughs> Lipped. last Lipped of us
0: last of us season two roundtable will be broadcasted live on Twitch we'll do that
5: we do. oh damn that'll be and about what the
0: what's
7: rails. your what's mm-hmm. your Pedro, Pedro Pascal thoughts and
0: about
4: um so I'm ashamed to admit that I had never seen Pedro Pascal in anything before this. <laughs> I and had not seen idea. Mandalorian.
7: You still hadn't seen the
4: Mother No, I had not seen Mandalorian <laughs> at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I had no idea what this man looked like or who he was. Um, And so, actually, one night in the voice channel, Whitney was talking about how attractive he was. So I looked him up and I was like, I don't get it. I don't, <laughs> I don't see it. And then I watched the show. And I was like, "Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Wow. I, I don't I don't like the term wow. daddy, but I am team Daddy Joel all the way." And then I've never I watched seen a Game get of Flusted Thrones so
3: fast. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I watched Game of Thrones and I was like, "Oh. Hello, Oberyn. Yes. Uh, how are you?
7: What season are you on of
1: that show?"
4: Uh, what are we on, Whitney? five did we
1: finish episode i don't remember now did we finish
4: four i
1: think
5: we finished four
3: did the mountain fall on him yet
5: Uh uh-huh yes (laughs) you're
2: that far at least four or five
5: right maybe a couple episodes after that
2: (laughs) yeah i don't think that i was able to join episode nine of four that could be
4: right yeah but he completely
7: 180'd you
4: oh yeah 100 like, yeah. and now i'm watching like interviews and shit and i'm like mm-hmm. his personality just mm-hmm. as, as a person too yeah. he's so funny and such like a good dude too that's is where
2: it- he gets you is with his real life persona like yeah i know he may not be like conventionally attractive he may not be like henry cavill or chris evans ew, or whatever.
7: Ew, but, like ew. too too <laughs> pretty yeah no no i swear yeah, yeah square yeah there's right. character to his face. There's, There's very his, much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, totally. Like his background. I'm sorry. I just hijacked this, but <laughs> yes. like um, in the fact that he enjoys the attention, but he's not like cocky about it. Yeah. Like the, the lie detector interview where they're like, do yes! you look at <laughs> thirsty tweets about yourself when you feel down? He's like, yes, I do. And I mean, <laughs> two of us wouldn't do that if we were famous yeah. and people were showing us attention of course he is and that's wonderful like he's just one of those people if something terrible comes out about him i will be absolutely devastated oh yeah, absolutely yeah. Devastated.
7: but it's i almost to like to this degree you're you're expecting it to the these days you get so cynical so quickly because like everyone's mm-hmm. my some of my favorite actors actresses whatever ha, there's been stuff coming out and then you're like oh, okay well i'll just i just won't like anyone too much because it's like I'll protect myself a little bit but no that Vanity Fair lie detector interview is probably the one I think of most when I'm like oh shit someone's gonna watch this because they'll get a, a, a glimpse of what Pedro Pascal is like
2: yeah. yeah he's so silly and charming at the same time and, and relatable and I think what I like the most about him is that it took him so long to find success and the fact mm-hmm. that he's getting so much of it right now and he's just like it it seems like he deserves it
7: you earned, know, and he's sure. truly
2: grateful for it.
7: Yeah, it shows. And to, to to be an actor for so long and to get through the gauntlet of no success, or at least not for a long time, not huge success, humbles you and makes you a more well-rounded person, I think. And then you look at the the very few, and I think I think Bella Ramsey is only going to gain uh, from being so close to someone like Pedro Pascal is uh, being so young and making it so big in the in success uh, can really change you for the better or the worse, and it's like a oh, so many child. It, it, it's like childhood actors would get written off for a long time. Be like, oh, they're not going to be the same for long, or they're not going to, they're gonna, they're not going to be okay. Someone needs to protect them. And it's like some people already are protected by their by their past mates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Jason Bateman for. I mean, he had a big bounce back. So did Robert Downey Jr. For mm-hmm. I, I think. I mean, we've we've heard of him, right? Who? Um, Who? Yeah.
5: <laughs> I'm married to him. <laughs> oh okay yeah so what do you think of your husband how compared you
7: compare to pedro Pascal?
5: <laughs> how does okay so i first of all what you're describing where you you uh feel a relationship with somebody you've never met who's famous and you feel that connection with their their uh uh identity their their aura their what is that personality um mm. that's called a parasocial <laughs> relationship <Yeah>. um that <laughs> is something that was really interesting that i uh Studied in my undergrad and is completely know. useless, but now it's not because I shared it on a podcast. So you're welcome, mom. <laughs> it's important. You studied
7: that? That's important. That's really cool that you studied something like was, that because it was part it, it's everywhere. The,
5: yeah, it was part of the interpersonal communication. It was, it's one of those theories that I really enjoyed. um So Pedro, I knew from Game of Thrones. Eh, I mean, good looking. Yes, fine. <laughs> Um, and then I saw him in Wonder Woman 84, where he went blonde, and it was like, ugh. And no mustache. Yeah. It was a bad look. It was a bad look. It was a bad look. <laughs> and so I was just, in my head, I was like, damn, he aged really poorly. And then The Last of Us came out, and I was like, damn, but he did not age poorly. He aged. Pa- he aged. <laughs> he, <paged>. he rocks the
3: <laughs> salt and pepper well. <laughs>
5: Payton <laughs> Page, Duro Pascal, like, fine wine. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the unbearable weight of massive talent with Nicolas Cage. Yes. It might have just been that he was compared to Nicolas Cage, but I was like, in that movie, I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> yeah. I can see, <laughs> I can see it. Like, it out of the Nicolas two people Cage. on the screen right now, I would rather one, for sure. <laughs> um, sure. But also, his relationship with Oscar Isaac... I'm pretty mm. sure they call each other Daddy and Daddy Junior. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. I love that. like, Pedro is Daddy, <laughs> and like he's like trying to show Oscar Isaac the ropes of like how to be a Daddy. Like he's like the next Daddy or Daddy too Even two, though like, Oscar Isaac hit
7: just... big before him, like slightly a couple years before him, uh, that is a beautiful relationship yeah. that they have. 100%.
5: Like, try to show them the ropes of, like, it's just so, <laughs> so adorable and everything that they do together because they were in, oh, shit, I can't remember the name of the movie. They were in a movie together. Triple Frontier? Sure. Yeah. Triple yeah. Frontier
6: oh, ben has Ben
7: Affleck, Oscar Isaac, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hudland, and Pedro Pascal as the five leads. The there
3: four of them some- the Only good-looking two of them dudes leads, and then Ben And Affleck. it's Oscar Isaac and Pedro, Pedro Pascal. <laughs>
2: There's right. some really good TikToks um, yes. from the movie, just for future <laughs> reference, if anybody's interested.
5: I think that's the only reason I know that that movie exists is because of you posting those TikToks in our Discord in the you Thirst channel. <laughs> thank nice. you for real, good thank
7: movie. you. <laughs> so glad that the Thirst channel has no been invented.
5: It has, it has, <laughs> and it is so useful, but. Yeah, I just, I, oh God, Pedro. And then he knew exactly what he was doing when he took that that picture. And let's all be real. We all know what that picture is. We all know what that picture is, right?
2: You guys can no. find me on sale in a mattress store for future mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. Yep. $69. <laughs> That's
7: 69 cents.
3: I
2: just yep.
5: typed
7: in Pedro Pascal, that picture. I got nothing. No uh, it's
3: it's, a, it's an evidently thirsty picture.
5: It is. It, oh. He knew what he was doing to us. He's, like, bent over, like, a nasty used mattress, but, like, he is popping that ass and it is <laughs> so sexual. It's the mattress from
3: when he yep. was stabbed found it. and lying on if I'm yeah. not mistaken.
5: <laughs> yep, found it. Keith found it. After yeah. that description, he found it on Google. I, so I like you, how Google. she pointed at in like
0: she
3: was pointing at Keith.
0: You know, when I first started this podcast uh, <laughs> three years ago, almost to You're the day, welcome. almost to the day, I never thought we would be talking about this, but. What a beautiful moment! I'm glad we're here. here. We are. I am glad we're here.
7: Zaddies and daddies exist. We went
0: on a podcast and talked about the Fudge Packers, and now we are here talking about Pedro. I mean, we've blowing bubbles. We've really just gone full circle.
7: We really have. John, what are your thoughts, and how are they sexual towards Pedro? (laughs) 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 So, I before before I go and agree with
3: everybody, I have to say there was one thing that bothered me about Pedro Pascal on the show, and one thing Mm -hmm. only. His Texas accent was so waning. <laughs> it was oh. So on again, off again, that it was very confusing. Um, but other than that, that, be sa- that being said, the unbearable weight of massive talent, as Emmy brought up, the scene that is constantly used in everything now, if you don't want to be gay for Pedro Pascal from that scene alone, you have problems.
5: Is that the scene <laughs> in the car?
3: Yes. yes when he's yes. looking over all the rest of the movie the rest of the movie is great too he's absolutely fucking incredible i cannot say that i've seen a moment of pedro pascal's life where i wouldn't consider switching teams
6: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a straight, like,
3: straight straight no listen he is a goddamn charismatic fucking queen all mm. right I don't care what he is in that movie. He doesn't look like Pedro Pascal, but he sells like Pedro Pascal in 84. And God damn. Yeah. I don't need a mustache ride to make him a happy man. I tell
7: you. Yes. (laughs) On that note, Amanda, do you have any thoughts on the the thirst for
1: Pedro Pascal? Oh, I was going to say what emmy said earlier about his relationship with oscar isaac i think is just so cute they're just yeah. hilarious and i'm sure we've all seen the interview with them together that like autocorrect interview is yes. super funny um but yeah he just seems so nice like if he does you know if anything bad does come up uh, out about him it's just gonna be so upsetting but yeah i mean yeah,
3: it be a great. jonathan major letdown
7: oh uh, and-
6: Oh Oh, wow!
7: He brought it back to reality. We were all fine in a fantasy world with Pedro Pascal. (laughs) We were talking about letdowns. I figured I made it to the truth. That is that is a good one. That's fair. That is a good fair. And if anybody needs uh, a movie to make them love Oscar isaac's more, by the way, Oscar Isaac more, um, Ex Machina. If you haven't seen that, that. oh yeah. 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 Did anyone else think he was about to say "Angel, you good?" Apocalypse. (laughs) which one?
3: I thought you were about to say X Men: Age of Apocalypse because that would have been really upsetting.
0: (laughs) No, no, X Men: Apocalypse. He played Ivan. I pretend he's not in that. He played Ivan (laughs) son, I believe, in
4: that. (laughs) He did. (laughs) What's that smell? Yeah.
0: What's that? Teenagers. What's that odious stench? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's teenagers.
7: I think we're ready. For the big question, here it is: Are you guys ready? Yes,
5: I do. What? What, what Joel?
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think you Joel just got did.
7: Mormonized. Damn! No, <laughs> is that don't it happens. Yeah. What Joel did in the final episode, he killed every chance, at least that they thought, um, for a cure. Even though Ellie didn't have the opportunity to have a voice in the decision um i know it brings up a lot of debate and i personally love what happened regardless of what uh whether it was right or wrong was what joel did the right thing to do john you got your hand up first and i'm not sure it's if it's from before or from now but it's i'm gonna hand it, hand it to you first go for it
3: it is from now and unequivocally he did the absolute right thing first and foremost Ellie was given no knowledge of Mm -hmm. what was being done to her. So she deserved that. Now, on the other side of it, he didn't tell her the truth. Should he? Yes. (laughs) But he also doesn't want to present that image of a cold-hearted murderous bastard to a 14-year-old girl or whatever her age actually is. But did he do the right thing? There is no doubt in my mind absolutely beyond recognition yes because she wasn't given the choice herself and as the person who was her caretaker as the person who was responsible for her and as a person who lost his daughter to a pretty much identical circumstance of the fact that she wasn't given a choice he did what any parent any person who's got compassion and any person who's got a heart in their body would have done in my mind
7: now, do you think there was any other way to resolve it? Could he have stopped things and said ask her first? Or was it just we have to do this and I have to I, I, I have with, to make with, this
3: end? With what I, I can't remember the, the lady's name right now, but with the way she was presenting as yeah, it's yeah, the but, only way. No, there was no other way.
7: Fair. Okay. All right, Brandon, same question.
0: Um unequivocally, undeniably. No, he didn't do the right thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, and I know I'm gonna, I know I'm going to be in the absolute minority here. We are all Daddy <laughs> We're Joel. We're all Daddy Joel, I completely understand, and I know where 95 percent of this podcast is going to reside. and I understand that. Now am I saying, hey, did he do the wrong thing? No, but I'm saying, did he do the right thing? No. Um, I, and I think that's the, that's the point I'm trying to make here. I think, yes, no, Ellie did not get a decision and I completely agree with that. However, <laughs> um, killing everyone in sight, um, one too extreme. No, don't do that. I mean, he literally John wick the whole damn place and I've never seen John wick. I just heard the <laughs> reference three times in this podcast. So now I'm going to throw it out.
7: What? Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I've already argued with him. Yeah. I've already argued with him, but he's in getting there
0: in addition to, <clears throat> in addition to uh, know that it was not Ellie's choice, but if, if there's anything I've learned from Avengers Infinity War, <laughs> is if <laughs> sometimes if we don't make the sacrifice play, worse things happen. And I know how much Ellie meant to Joel, and I know what John's saying, if you have a heart, any kind of compassion, you would do the same thing too. This is one person for potentially millions or billions. Um, and that is a point that cannot be overlooked. No, I'm not saying he made the wrong decision, but I know he didn't make the right. And that is something to me and my brain, how, if you ever want to get to know me outside of this, this podcast, I, I do analytics. I constantly look at numbers and I, that's how my brain is always wired. And so I always look at what's the positive. What's the negative. What's the net gain. And I know Ellie meant a whole lot to him. I get it. Um, Obviously, I think this should have all been settled before the operating room table. Before all this happened, there was cooler... Communication, we always talk about communication. None of that happened. N- none. Hey, we're going to sacrifice none of this. And some of those doctors were literally just doing what they are trained to do. <laughs> he, yeah. he rang up those guys, too. And... and that's where I just, I, I can't side with him here. Now, and now, hey, we need to have a discussion. We need to figure this out right now. And maybe that's not an option. Maybe it would have never been an option. But hell, he didn't even try. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it, it feels like it went from zero to 10, zero to 100. And I know that's PTSD. That's from losing Sarah, I believe. And I, I, I get it. I, I sympathize with this character. But at the same time, what are you ultimately sacrificing by doing all this and in the manner in which you're doing it. So, no, I did not agree with what he did.
7: All right. Well, a second ago, I agreed with John and now I agree with Brandon. Uh, What do you think, Annabelle?
4: (laughs) Well, the second I saw Brandon's hand go up, I was like, (laughs) I knew I had to go after him because me and him have discussed this extensively once he finally finished the show. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things that it's like, you can argue both sides. You really can, no matter what you agree or don't agree with. You could still argue both sides. If I, if I had watched this six, seven months ago before I became pregnant, I probably would have agreed with you, Brandon. But now I'm kind of on the parent side because I, I have this, this being growing inside of me. And I already oh my god (laughs) it feels like that sometimes
5: (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry (laughs)
4: um i already she's not even here yet and i already would die for this child i would sacrifice myself and anybody else for this kid um so i can understand where joel is coming from because they made that connection and then he already lost his kid and now he's sees similarities from his kid in ellie and he's like developed this bond with her but then also he probably shouldn't have john Wicked the place <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he like kind of really cold-heartedly murdered maureen Once he Mm -hmm. got out of the hospital in the parking garage, which that was kind of tough because we saw the backstory of how Maureen was essentially like Ellie's aunt, like Ellie's mom's best friend, which is also like, how can she be doing what she's doing? Because she's supposed to have this love for this kid. And also nobody told Ellie what the fuck was going on they just told her a routine surgery not the fact that she probably would never wake up from this
0: no one on both sides
4: no one i yes.
0: agree with you joel or the other side no one explained the full thing and the biggest tragedy is ellie for all of it
4: yeah. yes
7: being blind to it all
0: yeah yeah
4: so it's like this it's one of those things that It's so hard because no matter what you agree with, you can argue both sides. But I got to say from an almost parent point of view, I'm team daddy Joel. (laughs) I think he did the right thing (laughs) in saving her because it did need to be her choice. She needed all of those facts, but nobody has given nobody gave them to her and still hasn't given her all those facts, which he did fuck up there, too. But parents you bring, make bring up a good,
7: you bring up a good point too of him killing Maureen, who we got to know a little bit better from the from the first time we saw her. Um that being the final nail in the coffin kind of thing of for his his decision uh, was pretty pretty cut and dry. <laughs> um and so yeah. him lying to her and them lying to her and nobody telling Ellie the right amount of information she needed to make the decision for herself. That's that's all weighing on it for sure. Whitney. What do you think?
2: Um, I think everyone's made really good points so far. So I feel like there's two different questions. Do I think what he did was wrong? Yes. Do I support what he did? Also, yes. Right. So there's so many things to look at here. No, they did not give her a choice to make that decision to sacrifice herself to to help billions or ever how many people are left I don't know there might not even be billions anymore but they weren't going to give her that choice because they didn't want to risk they they thought that she would say of course I don't want to die right Um, and we don't know if there's anybody else out there like her that could possibly be a cure we also don't know if there are any more doctors that would be capable of doing something like this so like Annabelle said also I'm a parent And I don't think you have to be a parent to feel this way about somebody, but I think it definitely factors in when you're a Mm -hmm. caregiver or you're a parent, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. If you are saving your child, sometimes that's all that matters and your actions may be good or bad, but that's what you're going to do. So I, I understand what he did because it didn't matter to him if everyone else survived He needed Ellie to survive because that's all that was important to him in his life. That's all he had. Um, And, you know, I can, I can very much sympathize with that feeling. Um, I think it's going to come back to bite him in a really bad way because he didn't tell Ellie the -hmm. truth. And I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't play the game, but if she finds out, which I feel like she will, She's going to have this extreme sense of guilt, which I feel like she probably already knows what happened. Um, she kind of was looking at him a little funny in that last episode, but um, she's just think of all the guilt she's going to feel when she finds out that she was about to cure the whole world and was stopped from doing so. And now possibly everybody in the world that could could do that for her is dead because of Joel.
7: Fair. Fair. And I try to, I mean, I'm not a parent myself, but I, I mean, I'm almost trying to step outside the argument by saying it was good for drama and good for a narrative that people can be really excited about because it makes it more complicated. Uh, So storytelling wise, hell yeah. Do whatever you got to do to make it complicated. But uh, yeah,
0: I think also we're talking about the parent in Joel, but all these other parents oh, all over that are, their infected children. Like there's that are having to say goodbye too soon that are having to live in this apocalyptic world. If this is the start of a new, what about all of them too? Um, yeah. and it's, I know from Joel's perspective, but to all these others as well, there's something very real going on in their world is. And so once again, just analytics, you know, I don't know. It's, it's it's such a shitty <laughs> it's such a shitty conundrum. Uh, yeah. Or as my sure. boss told me to quit saying conundrum, such a shitty jam to be in. Yeah.
7: A maelstrom if yeah. you will. Yes. Yeah. Predicament. mean, what are your thoughts? Predicament. I like that one too. It sounds very Catch- exciting.
1: <laughs> Catch 22.
5: Um i felt like joel well okay first of all i've flip-flopped back and forth the entire time that you guys have been talking because you guys all make fantastic points but initially what i wrote down is that i felt like joel was risking it all to save the daughter he had because he couldn't save the daughter he lost he lost yeah. yeah um and initially i wrote down i thought that joel was completely justified in absolutely going on a murder rampage uh john wick if
4: you will since everybody else has <laughs> used that terminology.
5: it's become a thing
7: yep. y'all
4: gotta that. review those movies now
7: I'm, yes. i've also not seen no them please invite me and derek and annabelle on at least maybe the yes. rest of us who the fuck cares me too <laughs> yep get get john in there
5: um but i thought he was absolutely justified in absolutely murdering everybody um I, what I don't agree with what Daddy Joel did was lying to Ellie. I don't Mm -hmm. think he should have lied. And honestly, I don't even remember what the final lie was like what he said happened and how they got out. What was it that the not the fireflies, that's not who they are. Raiders. Raiders. Okay. And yeah, I like Whitney said, it's going to come out and she's going to. She's gonna have to grapple with that. And that is upsetting. Um, and I do say that as the Power Rangers taught us to use your words first instead of your fighting, he did not do that. He went directly into fighting. There were no words.
0: And and another quote from the Power Rangers too, I Emmy. Mean, uh, See <laughs> bless, yeah wonderful.
5: Bless you. <laughs> I'm
3: sorry, Shit. but no, I apologize. Yeah.
5: We could we could He was just quoting
3: time. Tommy really quick. That's all. Thank you.
5: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Bless bless you too.
7: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I snotted all over myself. I appreciate that. Good job. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> now Annabelle has her hand up. I as I can't remember now. Have we um cycled through everything?
0: <laughs> Amanda.
1: I want to ask Amanda. Amanda as
0: well. Amanda. Yes. Yeah. Amanda's okay. next. Yeah,
1: no, I. Th- okay. Everybody's got good points, and it's hard. This is hard, as everybody has said. Was, you know, you can make an argument for either way. So, I mean, he Isn't should that the not best have drama. It is, yeah. I mean, obviously, Ellie needed a choice, <laughs> which she didn't get, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like I don't know. Pedro doesn't seem to me, like they knew what they were doing all the time, so like, who's to say that would have even worked, whatever they were doing? Some of the <laughs> stuff that they were, I don't know, they just seemed a little janky sometimes. But, yeah, I mean, he just got tunnel vision, murdered everybody. I mean, yeah. he didn't kill the nurses, though. <laughs> he left them, I think. Wow. I, I think he just killed that. the doctor, but he left the nurses, maybe. Um, he
3: killed the doctor because yeah. he tried to bicker back.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he shouldn't have lied to her at the end. We could all tell that she knew. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I think at that point, he was still so in the mode of like, I can't lose this girl. That he had to lie because he thought that she would abandon him for mm-hmm. telling the truth. Probably,
5: like such mm-hmm. a survival, like a fight or flight. It's like all- he was still in that. Like f- I'm, I'm fighting. So and, yeah. and also, but
0: eat at her and being also on the other side though. There's something so beautiful about. His intentions, every single thing he's doing, some of it even selfish. It is still a trauma response. It is all out of love and protection. Um, you uh, as horrible as all the things he did, it's all in a weird way out of love, and you know, and and that's like I I've uh, this this girl means the world to me. I have such she's all I have. I love her. You know, I have to protect her because she's protected me, you know, and without her, I don't know. And so there's that's where it's the emotion part is incredibly difficult to to yeah. to not justify what Joel did.
7: hmm. Yeah. But can you imagine a series like this ending without a complex question like that for everybody? The best the best uh, entertainment in general asks more questions than it answers by the end. And so leaving everybody just up in the air to discuss it for the whole time that it's going to take for them to come out with season two is brilliant. <laughs> so fucking brilliant. Could not but agree anyways. more. Could not agree more. Yeah. Annabelle, yeah. your hand is still up. What do you got?
4: Um, Didn't he also tell Ellie that there were others like her And that they figured it out and that they didn't need her. They'll be fine. Mm -hmm.
7: Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah.
4: (laughs) That was, yeah, that was really fucked up. And from that point on, you can see in her face, she knows that he's dead ass lying to him. Mm -hmm. She knows. Yeah, She ain't dumb. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Sure. John? That's an extra layer of fucked up, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, not absolutely. only did I just murder a whole bunch of people, but like they figured it out without us and it's a complete lie. I'm sorry. <laughs>
3: um so I just wanted to circle back to Brandon bringing up Infinity War <clears throat> and it did remind me of a line that was used that could really put this whole thing into perspective and if, it's If you're going to use the ca-
0: if you're going to use the Captain America line I disagreed with him. Totally disagree. No, I'm
3: using the vision line. We don't trade lives. Yeah. We
6: yes. do. Because we don't.
3: And guess what? Half the universe died anyway. Yeah. Well, that wasn't for a lack of trying.
0: Yeah. But it still caused more grief. True, oh, but grief was
3: inevitable tried. in any situation. And, and, trying, and Vision died.
0: And Vision died twice, didn't he? Like, didn't he? Like, uh, no, he got ripped out, and then he was gone.
3: For... I mean, if you count WandaVision, Vision, it's more like three and a half times. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yeah. If, but no, if you if you're a ship of a the ship of Theseus, Theseus.
3: Theseus. yeah, that one. Theseus.
7: If you're yeah.
3: But again, it it begs the question: Is was there actually an alternative? And if there is an alternative, was he wrong for preventing her, a child, a child from dying as a result of a decision made by people who don't know for sure what the end result could have even been? These people Mm. can't guarantee that the outcome would have been a Mm. cure just because they suspect it. This could have been a sacrifice of a child for the sake of a Question mark a variable mm-hmm. that no one actually could guarantee, versus yes, a whole bunch it would of have people just died, been a sacrifice, yeah, but it would have been a sacrifice versus a year's of, years <laughs> of research.
0: Years of research is now slaughtered completely with no chance, you know what I mean? And so, you go from yeah, some chance maybe to absolutely, you,
3: you, you mean to tell me those fireflies were the people doing the research because those idiots were carrying guns, not not. You know, violent
0: I, I would say not Clipboards. is I wouldn't say the whole research is out, but my whole point is the people that were prepared to do an act in that moment to have a chance is now zero percent. So you go but from but the person But hold on, you go the, from a probability to an absolute zero. And that to me is your the the, the math
3: is where it doesn't correlate with me at all.
5: The math ain't mathing. But it's not an absolute zero
3: if the person who's still alive could still be a factor as a person who is alive. There's no guaranteeing that she couldn't still technically be useful as a person who is living. Oh, I, I, I understand.
0: I understand what you're saying. You're saying there's no guarantee. Yeah. However, if you take it all out, period, there's absolutely none. There but it goes from the it, it goes from it the out. hypothetical to the absolute zero.
3: But on either side, is it actually fully taken out? Just because the fireflies are gone doesn't mean the science is gone. Yeah, I feel like we're we going around, but I I see what you're saying. I just yeah yeah it, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword,
5: really. And we're going in circles. It's a double-edged sword. <laughs> Post Malone's a good song. Post Malone is, yeah, is not a, a song, song, you
0: silly. Sorry, Post Malone. Yeah, Post sung. Malone. <laughs> I like that insult.
7: You silly. Not a good song.
0: Post Malone is a is a good songwriter.
5: <laughs> Post Malone isn't a song, you silly. You. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Silly.
5: You're silly. I would have been like plus one isn't a song, you fucking fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm not angry, at Brandon. I wouldn't call him a fucking fuck in this moment. No.
6: No, I, I wouldn't either. I'm sorry. A
3: that was agreeing to
0: disagree. There's okay. Yeah. Was, there, there's okay. It's called moment. a friendly debate.
7: Yes. That's true. Emmy, you got a friendly debate back. I see that your hand is up.
5: I'm a master debater. I am a masturbator. What?
0: <laughs> Emmy. I am done editing. I punched my mic. You I did it! To. It happened! Yes. Two hours! I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't
5: punch it. I Two hours, eight it.
0: minutes, and 24 seconds. She punched her mic. There it is. Hey, it's that's right. a record! That's it. Well done, Amy. You waited really long time. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Um, okay, so I, I said Fireflies, and I thought I was wrong, because, correct me if I'm wrong, no spoilers, but isn't it Fireflies in the Peacemaker series as well? Oh shit. Butterflies.
7: Butterflies.
5: Butterflies. 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 Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. That was my question. Thank you. <laughs> Annabelle, what you got?
4: Um, I actually have another question. And Keith, I'm sorry if you have this question down, but it's something that I've been thinking about throughout the entire season. Okay. And I just had always the entire season is just bugging me. Constant question What makes Ellie so special? And I was just wondering if y'all think that there are any other people or children out there that are just like her?
0: They answer this in the show, don't they? Of why she's immune. Do they?
4: Yes, they yeah. say why she's special. It's but not right.
3: why she's special. It's if there
7: are other people that are special.
3: Yeah. Oh, sorry. I okay. think
4: that there are. Yes. other kids. Open
7: yes. discussion. You guys talk. But, I, I don't remember the answer if there is one. I, it wasn't. I, I thought it was shaded, just a lie, but
3: I, I feel like it, it's not unlikely. I, exactly. I agree it's with John. Highly there.
0: statistical. Uh, yeah, I agree yeah. with John and Emmy. Both. There you go. John's opinion and Emmy's math. I hundred percent agree. I I definitely think it has to be. It has to be. They're, they're, to me it leans more that there has to be than it doesn't mm-hmm.
5: what yeah. if the solution is that instead of the mom being bitten while pregnant that the dad has to be bitten before inseminating
7: oh shit I'm sorry
3: I
5: feel I don't like know. this is Blade versus
7: Ellie
2: well it would have to happen really quickly right because remember the chart where it's like if you get bitten here it takes this many hours
4: yeah to
2: become infected so you'd have to get busy real fast
4: which is why Ellie was so special because she was already in labor right when she hmm. had gotten bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you to be. That's a great. Well, point. Yeah. okay, last minute. Oh, that's a great point. A yeah. last minute love fight. Yeah,
5: last minute love fight, <laughs> yeah, minute love fight. or scratch. Love fight. Uh, love, love fight. Love fight.
0: <laughs> is that is that what you you call it? Like, mommy and daddy are going to go love fight now. Go go to your room. <laughs>
4: Just gonna go wrestle. <laughs>
5: I'm sorry, I think you mean wrestle. <laughs> yeah. We
0: live in the that south now, you gotta say it right, but yeah, well, we're gonna wrestle. I don't um, know
5: I, how quickly I, stuff travels through a mother's body into a baby's body when they're still in utero, but I feel like. It's like no, I don't have an answer. I'm just I feel like that's a scientific inaccuracy, and I'm willing to to go with it because they did so you well with Blade? everything else. And then, uh oh, Blade. Oh yeah,
7: Emmy, have you watched the Blade movies before Mahershala Ali plays him in she, the MCU? She watched the first one. I watched one. the Blade first movies. one. She watched the first yeah. There's two more. Yeah,
3: Answers the question. It does. It, you don't even need to see the second two to know that she was bit while about to be giving birth. If I'm not
7: mistaken.
5: Mm. That was a long time ago, and my memory sucks. <laughs> but oh, vampirism
7: really? is different than funky zombieism. Let's Super
3: supernatural <laughs> villain creature of the
7: night. Yeah, there's lots of lots of questions, and they Inherited. don't they don't correlate. That's that's different. It correlates yeah. better with zombies than it does vampires. Let's be honest. Um, before I coagulate. Throw coagulate did I? Did I pronounce it that badly? Oh. Coagulate. Um, my name, my name. Correlate is what I was trying to say.
4: Howard the Duck has made an appearance.
7: <laughs> oh, man. Don't oh, get me Howard
0: started. The chat. Yeah. Howard the Duck has interchat.
5: <laughs> Jesus. We should probably leave. <laughs> leave him here by himself. Let him purple turtle. <laughs> yeah oh, no. gosh oh my I god i miss you what purple turtle It's gone full yeah. purple turtle oh god i missed that, <laughs> that
3: random
7: was so weird long person. ago wow yeah that really was but it's um but- i want to make sure that everyone was heard on this debate amanda did i catch you everything that you wanted to say yeah i think so okay anybody else open floor anybody they want to say um, closing arguments yeah yeah fuck you topic. john just yeah fuck wow. you. yeah <laughs>
0: I'm just, you know, now that I think about it, screw this respect shit. Fuck off. No, I'm just fine. It was, uh, no. I honestly. I honest,
4: all you fuckers. I, 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 yeah. Gen-
0: no, genuinely, I loved everybody's points. I thought they they are all either rooted in fact, logic, feeling, Incredible. emotion, and that's what you want from a TV show, as Keith said earlier. It is uh, remarkable. And so, uh. Yeah, it's the Captain America Civil War of an HBO series to me. And that is the highest compliment I could possibly give it um, with <laughs> just the debate will rage on for a while. And we mm-hmm. will not really see to, you know, your point earlier was the ramifications. Ellie, or, I don't want to call it Emmy, Ellie. Uh, Emmy, like where <laughs> where you're like, I'm afraid of the ramifications. that's going to happen after the fact. I, I think season two will answer a lot more of this you know and uh some look, more than that. looking looking forward to it should be good
5: hell yeah emmy what you got uh daddy pedro please call me my phone number is 4 <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'm just kidding nobody stopped me thank you i appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, no, yeah, we, we were, were all planning number. on we were
3: everybody yeah, that ahead. doesn't have your phone number whose number you don't have we were all gonna fake pedro <laughs> text you
7: yeah <gasps>
5: You know oh, what? That would my. honestly, like, if I was having a rough day and a whole bunch of people fake Pedro texted me, it would probably make my That'd day be better. <laughs> I'd
7: be like, <laughs> you be know what? The fake, thought
5: numbers... that they thought to do this. All
0: right. Nice. So you can message Emmy on Twitter. So make a Pedro Pascal <laughs> one follower account yeah. and literally just pay change... for
3: Twitter blue. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't well, do that. You don't have to because all the celebrities don't have blue.
5: Uh, there anymore. you go. So it's <laughs> great.
0: So just. Fuck it.
5: But also, Anybody some of them can be do, pagor. and that's even weirder. Yeah! yeah. Like, yeah like, because the ones that do are like, I didn't pay for it.
3: It's so weird right now. Twitter's such a fucking weird
0: place <laughs> right
5: such now. such a hell-scape. I'm
3: guilty of buying Blue because I like to edit my tweets after the fact. Oh, Fair. no, boo.
6: Mm-mm, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm. Mm-mm.
7: Mm-mm. You all Now we got a new debate for a new episode. <laughs> Brandon and John head-to-head on Twitter Blue. Don't pay for yeah. it! <laughs> <laughs> um... I wanted to say a quick thing about this show and the fact that I'm excited about future things coming out of it, The the zombie movies always um, made me really excited when I was growing up watching them. I'd, I'd get them from a, a local like mom and pop shop, uh, video store. I'd, I'd get like the oldest ones I could get and see what the hell they were doing from an early standpoint. Um, and then seeing the walking dead and no spoilers, but just the idea of, focusing on the trauma that writers don't have an example, an exact example of what the human mind would go through in this kind of world. So to try and, and do it with some justice and some realism is very in depth and they have to do some research on what it would do to the human mind to do this kind of thing and, and have this kind of character arc and what they're going to do with any characters going through this kind of thing. And I think the walking dead did that very well, especially early on um in their show but one thing i want to make sure is to address the human trauma on our listeners and our panelists right now um who liked mushrooms before and how has this show ruined them for you uh what do you guys think okay starting with john did you like them what do you think of them now
3: as long as they have psilocybin in them yes otherwise keep that shit away from my pizza keep it away from my steak bomb keep it away from my food in general. Mushrooms <laughs> taste like dirt, but <laughs> if I could see things that make me happy when I'm done eating them,
6: eh, I'll
3: eat them.
0: That was, that was so poetic. There. I loved it. Am well said. <laughs> <Damn> well said. <laughs>
5: yeah. Emmy? um, I need you to see that I wrote on my it was formerly blank. I can't see if you can see it. Can't um, see if I can see it. And I see it? I see. It. I'm, I'm so. Who likes who likes, okay. who likes who mushrooms? likes mushrooms? Who likes mushrooms? That was a mushrooms. question I wrote down. Whenever nice. Whitney was talking I'm about, I didn't it like mushrooms. As well, no, I didn't ask it. You did, and I was just proving <coughs> that we were on the same wavelength. Um, I hate mushrooms. I all am. them.
7: Oh, oh, okay. Well, we're know not on the same so wavelength. Same wavelength. Jeez, Emmy, you and I are not in the same wavelength. It's a hey, wavelength. They're disgusting.
5: They're like chicken snot. That's the consistency. Wait, wait, wait! No, you, they're like soft you have paper experience. That you
3: can't yeah,
0: shoot. no. Emmy regularly goes Emmy. up to chickens and gives them Flonase, little chicken Flonase, and yeah. like sprays it yeah. in their nostrils and watches yeah. all the the sh- mushrooms come out of their little their little
3: beaks. And that's and and
7: she's no, it's like, not this mushrooms. is just like mushrooms, you freaks! And she yells at the chickens. Yeah,
3: apparently. I'm picking. I'm picturing her shooting saline solution up chicken nostrils now. Yeah, it's kind of.
0: Uncomfortable I'm sorry.
5: Uh, my dad was. Back in my day, my dad was a chicken farmer. Yeah, and so he'd say, "Guess, real? guess what?
0: What, what, what did he say? Chicken butt."
5: And then he'd say, "Chicken butt, chicken butt." And he'd I would say, "Guess why?" And then, and then, then he'd I'd say, w- say, "Why?" And he'd say, "Chicken snot. Put it on bread. You can eat it hot." Oh what? my god!
0: Wow, that is—I've hmm? never heard that before. Welcome to the Deep South, y'all. Damn. This is—I <laughs> think is- <laughs> we
7: all contracted some kind of zombie virus. Yeah. <laughs> Just from hearing that,
3: yeah, yep. I, th- I think I just found cordyceps on my keyboard. <laughs> yeah, this is how I'm, it happens.
5: I'm sorry, this Put is, cordyceps in my headphones. It's the problem where it's us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was not the words, but that's okay. Um, no,
7: <laughs> so you're not a fan of mushrooms,
5: no, absolutely not. The texture alone is disgusting, even if you stuff them with like delicious, shit, like sausage and like breading. Really? And- whatever, like still now
4: mushrooms.
5: Nope. Don't stuff them. Stuffed peppers. Yeah. Hell
3: yeah.
0: Yes. 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 Oh, come on. All right, guys. I I, I, I like mushrooms. (laughs) I think they're wonderful. Uh, The the best burger you can get. And I will I will make this for you if you ever come on down to Tennessee is uh, a burger with mushrooms and Havarti cheese. Swear to God best thing you'll ever have in your entire life and uh,
3: everything except for the mushroom sounds good all
0: right well i will grill (laughs) you up uh the burger and also uh the mushrooms and we'll 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 be the judge of it but uh is it just the texture in me is it or you don't like the taste too
5: it is the texture the taste i can do mushroom soup okay like if it's like i can't take i if it's like i can't
0: get past feel the texture texture. yeah yeah okay i'm okay (laughs) cuz i think they make like um like a mustard like almost like a spread too that you can i'm just curious if that would work for you i don't
5: know i, I can do like truffle fries mm-hmm. or like truffle salt mm-hmm. it's not i don't think it's the taste i think it's it's definitely the texture okay. i absolutely Fair there's See, very few things that i hate the texture more of than fucking mushrooms. cuz Renee hates
0: the she, i don't know i haven't asked her about the texture but she hates the taste she says it tastes like dirt for her, so she can't even eat mushrooms even if it was like a
7: different texture so all right there's still some hope left <laughs> amanda what are your thoughts of mushrooms today and i like mushrooms day?
1: you like them i like them they're good there's other mushrooms than like those oh, little yeah. white button mushrooms that everybody hates like you can get yeah. different mushrooms saute them in butter they get crispy on the edges yes they taste
6: good.
7: yes
1: i'll eat them
6: forever <laughs> oh my
7: god yes
1: Fuck
6: yeah all oh. right
7: well, I know. Who I'm having mushroom night with. Apparently, yeah. Uh, if that's a thing, we right. could start in the Discord. We can make it. That's what. Wait, that's this what. Is...
0: That's what I'm gonna call it when we wrestle. Don't, you ready for no.
7: mushroom night? <laughs> Don't do that. That's different. <laughs> oh. You're bringing new things into this. I didn't ask for. <laughs> this um, is three Annabelle. against four, right? Though. Oh no. Nope. Well, we Annabelle's got we got answers from
4: Emmy, John and amanda whitney
7: looked disgusted i already
4: know whitney's
7: yeah whitney mushroom thoughts annabelle
4: um they're fucking disgusting and (laughs) i don't care what kind of mushroom you give me they're gross (laughs) the texture i can't fucking do it Mm -hmm. um i also unpopular opinion can't fucking stand peppers I
6: don't like
0: them either. You're picking (laughs) a fight with this entire. Wow. (laughs) Annabelle literally, Annabelle went up to the half of the pod and she goes, hey fuck you and then the other half she's like oh you think i'm your friend fuck you too i hate you all." <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she went out guns of
5: i'm not i'm not anybody's friend she was fuck joel you. in the last fuck scene in the
0: finale she was like i'm gonna tear this whole place up before i walk out no
7: nope.
4: i got another one oh fuck no. onions too oh, oh, my on
7: <laughs>
4: what do you mean I fuck know. onions
7: you know Let's they're a flavor you know, like additive, like a billion
4: later. things. Oh, I My know. I goodness. don't get it. I don't fucking get it. I understand, like, the flavor our onions are okay, mm. but, like, biting into a cooked onion or, like, those fried <laughs> and, um, onions. Don't bite I... <laughs> into an onion. Cooked or you fried. You even don't need to bite into one to enjoy them.
7: Soft and
3: delicious.
4: They're no, an
0: ingredient. I can't.
7: They're not meant to be the main course. You don't bite it. It's not an apple. Don't do it. Don't well, I'm not biting them like <laughs> fucking
4: shrags. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, an
5: entire onion.
7: I'll
4: about his onion rings. Mm. I think he's it. Onion rings
3: on are delightful. Oh,
4: onion rings. Ugh. Says. <gasps> Disgusting. I can't. Onion
3: rings. onion rings from Burger King changed my life.
4: Oh, I can't do they it. Always, Burger King? They always the whopper?
3: They always slipped in yeah. one. Like I would get an order of fries and
0: there would always just be an <laughs> onion ring on top. I'm like, oh fuck that oh, this isn't that bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Mer- right? I will <laughs> I I'll I will, the other way around, you I'll,
3: order onion rings and you get a
0: fry. Right. You will always yeah. get it. They're always like, hey, by the way, next time if you want to try our fries. Here's our your bonus.
6: Rings. Yeah.
7: <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, other people might know your answer, but I've got a tie right now. We've got we've got three four, and three against mushrooms. What are your thoughts?
2: How about this? I don't care for mushrooms, but if Pedro Pascal fed me mushrooms, I would eat them gladly. Yeah! <laughs>
5: that's, uh... Oh, what a diplomatic <laughs> answer! That is Whitney. the <laughs>
0: best answer. That is a great way to end it. That is that's fantastic. it. That's fantastic. I think that's yep. 3.5 a piece. That is great. <laughs> so, I don't know.
3: Annabelle dragged the numbers down hard. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That was I was great. I, fucking I hate say, mushrooms.
7: I hate vegetables. Fuck vegetables.
4: Fuck all of it. <laughs> yeah.
7: Can, can I say I was a little nervous to host a panel of people and have everybody talking about stuff. You guys made it so easy. Holy shit. Uh, you guys are so civil and you guys wait your turn. You don't interrupt you. each other. It, you, you know what? <laughs> fuck you. Two let's go. Let's go <laughs> right now. You, you
6: dare call civil me civil.
7: <laughs> <laughs> fuck the
6: patriarchy. I'm not How dare civil. you? <laughs> <laughs>
7: I got a couple that more we'll questions, Keith. Uh, one, one. How dare you?
5: How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are?
7: I'm a superstar. Hey,
5: Keith. Do you know who my? Fa- I don't know who my. No, I do know who my father is. <laughs> uh, this
7: settles the argument, Keith. First off, thank. No, wait you. was was the was the question up that I was maybe your father? What's the question? Uh, we, we don't okay. know.
5: I was I was trying to, to act like Malfoy, it's which a, I guess would oh. actually be. I'm going to tell my father. But. Oh, okay. Keith. But then I, it, it got fucked it got in my brain. Wait till my father hears about this. Wait till my father hears about this. <laughs> I exactly. wish I knew that, a single Harry
6: Potter spell. Hit.
3: What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Go play Hogwarts oh. Legacy now. There it is.
4: Avada Kedavra.
3: There it is. You're dead. Duh. There you go. All oh, oh, right.
4: Keith. A damn. <laughs> Keith. You- Avada <laughs> Kedavra. Did they not teach you to use your words first, Annabelle?
3: <laughs> wow.
4: You're like, fuck you. I'm just going to kill you. She clearly never watched
3: Power Rangers. <laughs>
4: Ah! Well, Emmy, fuck the patriarchy, because we all know nobody fucking listens to a woman when they talk, so we have to fight. Whoa! (laughs) Wow! Fair point, well
0: made, well made. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Keith, I just wanted wanted to thank you, man, so much for hosting. This has been absolutely wonderful. I I think I can't give enough credit to you for all these questions that incited a lot of great conversation. And Last of Us Season 2, let's do this again, guys. I hope y'all I'll join again because i would yeah. love to revisit this in this exact same format because i really really enjoyed it for such a we never have a re- reviewed an entire series of like or a season of an uh, of a show before we do it episode by episode for disney plus but not one huge <laughs> so this was wonderful this was absolutely wonderful keith thank you so much man
7: no problem. Yeah. No problem. This was a, this was a breeze. I was nervous going in, but you guys all made it a breeze. You're you're fantastic to talk to. I love your opinions. They're all choice well guys that was a phrase once and upon a time that was
0: they're
5: all, they're all valid even if they're wrong yeah exactly wow. Brandon.
0: i know um guys I know. uh she got you these are our wonderful patrons if you even want to consider hanging out we're on discord sometimes uh sometimes eh. <laughs> but we're also uh we're we're a close group honestly and it's it's really really remarkable that uh we were able to just have an amazing conversation. So patreon.com forward slash adventures podcast. If you want to support the show one, three, dollars tiers, a free way to support the show, five star rating on your podcast platform of choice. Spotify, Apple podcast goes a long way with us getting eyes and ears on the show. If you want to hear more from these lovely people, I'm going to throw it to them. Keith, start us off. Where can we find you at my friend?
3: You're muted.
7: (laughs) Oh no. You can find me at whether it be <laughs> on Twitter or YouTube at Film Critter with a K. Um, and thank you so much for letting me do this. And again, featuring me so much in April in general. So people are making apop- apocalypse jokes and they're like, there's no tomorrow. I'm going to tell you one more dad joke from the show. I walked into my sister's room and tripped on her bra. It was a booby trap. <laughs>
0: oh nice Oh Amanda Where can we find you at
1: Oh um, so I'm on Twitter at Amandalorian And I'm on Instagram too But I don't remember my <laughs> Instagram Handle is <laughs> um, And then Whitney and I are doing A podcast pretty soon with our other friend Derek um, That is going to be called The Going Merry Podcast So just search for Going Merry Pod on the social no, like And you can so. find us there so excited for
0: that that's gonna be great that's gonna be absolutely great cannot wait to hear it uh john where can they find you my friend
1: so
3: i've actually got my social medias ready for you guys i'm on instagram at the mad trivia podcast or the underscore mad underscore trivia underscore podcast on twitter at the mad trivia pod and on tiktok at the mad trivia podcast nice nice
0: good stuff check cannot wait for going merry Cannot uh, Matt trivia is absolutely blast. Annabelle, where can they find you?
4: Um. Okay. So Twitter and Instagram. I'm pretty sure they're both Annabelle Boo. And if it's not that, it's Annabelle Boo One. <laughs> <laughs>
6: nice.
4: Um. Also, the Variant Vendetta podcast. Um. We're taking a bit of a break for a while, but we have an entire year, pretty much, of episodes to listen to. So. Go yeah. and find that on any podcast platform.
7: Great. If you want to hear Annabelle uh, uh, argue with a guy, who I would say that is the personification of a uh, sweater vest. You can, see,
6: you can hear her
7: argue with a very curmudgeon man named Matt. And I love you, Matt. I just say that too. Oh, Mudge
5: makes him sound like you 60, but he's only, what, 22, he's 23? Like, he's <laughs> the youngest one. He's so, okay, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a queer Mudge 22-year-old. Oh,
0: it's <laughs> great. Uh, check out Miriam and a wonderful show, Annabelle. We all love it. Uh, Whitney, where can they find you? Uh, my
2: personal Twitter is at queenofthorns58. And as Amanda said, we're, we're getting ready to embark on a new adventure here in the next month or two. So um, at Going Mary Pod, I believe that's both Instagram and Twitter. Amanda, is that correct?
1: I think so.
2: Right, I, we're, we're still newbies at this, so stick with us. And yeah, Derek's on there too, but me and Amanda are gonna carry that show. I'll be,
3: I'll be. <laughs> if you've ever heard the yeah. addendum to that is you guys call Derek your friend, but we all know you hate Derek so much, Whitney.
2: Well, you saw my face. <laughs> oh, I was like, about to say Derek. Amanda says like, with <laughs> our friend
3: Derek. And she's
0: like,
2: Is he though? Is he? <laughs> so you guys can translate right now. This is for you, Derek.
7: Oh, she said. She <laughs> essentially oh. so oh, the name is sh- currently uh, giving like,
0: the two love
3: up.
7: symbol two
0: with her hands, yeah.
3: Just two
7: yeah. big yeah. thumbs no, it was up. No,
5: it was two love birds.
3: Oh, nice. Well, no, Derek, Derek's, Derek's name is essentially Tom Cruise in this moment. Ah, nice.
4: <laughs> <laughs> or, or is it Shrek?
7: No, that's
0: true. Oh. listen.
4: Because we know how much you love Shrek, We're getting those love,
7: uh, those symbols with her hands again. Uh is this? with her
5: hands. Yeah.
7: Well, I just want to... She just gave Emmy the finger. I'm sorry.
0: Uh, uh, oh, no! I, do I not get a chance no, to plug was, my shit? I was
5: bad. The ring finger. We're going to get married.
0: Hold on a second. Yay! I was just about to say, Emmy... Thank you for joining me every single episode in April. Thank you for just all you do on and off the air. Uh, You are such a a delight to spend time with and, and argue with and talk about what are we (laughs) going to do about this show and that show? And uh, yeah, we really don't argue that much, do we?
5: Are you being sweet right now? Are you gonna make me cry?
0: Oh, I just want to thank you. You've really, really just busted your ass this month, and uh, make her cry. You're you're Keep all... telling oh. her nice things. No, no, no. Uh, fuck you, Emmy. But <laughs> Emmy, where? Damn it, Emmy. Where can they find you in addition to Avengers Podcast?
5: I am uh, at Happy Hippie 320 on most social media platforms. And I am, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I am a teacher and I'm one third of this beautiful podcast that you can find everywhere at the, oh, nope, at just at Avengers Podcast uh, on all social media platforms. And if you want to check out merch or if you want to know more about us, we are www.i that was oh, <laughs> www.abingerspodcast.com uh slash merch if you want to buy some of our fun uh hoodies and swag and is shit.
0: it merch or shop is it merch or shop i you'll shop. The the pretty sure it's shop. the hats are great i think it's, it's shop. shop too just go to abingerspodcast.com click the links you'll and don't
5: it. listen to anything i say yes it's all good um yeah, I also I'm starting a business of uh, trading fleas. How to do backflips? Backflips? Yeah, you can call. You can find me at at <laughs> at backflip bees nuts. all right we're heading out of here
0: now we're out thank you for joining us for the last of us with friends thank you friends for joining uh you guys have been more than listeners you've been dear friends to uh, emmy and i we love you guys so much thank you you've been
5: the fungus among us you have
0: been the clickers that have stuck with our tickers and we appreciate it i don't know what that (laughs) means we're
5: heading out any final words
0: before we call it a panel
5: I just thank you guys honestly so much for for joining and Keith, thank you so much for hosting everything and and keeping some sense of order and decorum, because <laughs> Lord knows, <laughs> Lord knows, true.
0: we're out everybody. See ya. <laughs>
5: That, that is, is usable. usable. <laughs> <laughs>